0: With Mickey and Willie.
1: Hey, welcome strangers. If you could see the array of drinks we've got on this table there, it's, it's a sight to behold. Uh, so it was James's birthday There yesterday. is a reason, yeah, there is yeah. a
2: reason for all the liquid refreshments. Um, I, I uh, celebrated another year. Uh, Go on, ye- tell us how old yesterday. you are. No, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, <laughs> but I, I, will, I will tell you that my, that my 20s, I, I've... We're kind of wild and dangerous. I spent a lot of them <laughs> here in Bangkok, sort of wandering around the Road.
1: Hang on, we we can work that out um, there. Because he's been here for, what, 18 years and you're in your 20s.
2: I was 24 when I arrived. Wow. All right, so you're... Hang on, hang on the 42. We've got, we've got a bunch of mathematicians <laughs> with us <here>. um, <laughs> This afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, a bunch of mathematicians. Fucking hell. Yeah, on. 42 trips around the sun. That's mm-hmm. uh, what sort of man. I'm joined by a strapping twenty-eight-year-old, I think, in the shape of Jordan Perez. <laughs> he is a strapping lad, isn't he? He is. It's I'll uh, tell you
1: what: if we were, if we like, if if you know, we were like in the in the Andes and our plane went down, you did yeah, him choice. first, wouldn't you? First
3: choice for <laughs> sure. <Yeah. laughs> I'd be roasting on the <laughs> fire on, leg. The f- on the first week. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but speaking about mathematicians and, and working shit out, I've <sighs> over the past two months, I've had a little bit of uh, brain fog. Do you ever get that? Is it? Is it every day? But you, you notice, and I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this podcast notice that sometimes I like struggle for to find a word that I want to say. And this is new; like I haven't always been like this. And I don't know if it's something that's happened over the last six months or or, or whatever. But I've I've gone through all the different things it can be and discounted them. So I've got syphilis. Because I, I thought that could yeah, be
2: Yeah, do you know that for sure? Uh, did you... Yes, because every go year... Did to the Red Cross and... <laughs> yeah, I, I went there last year as well. Really an, an, anxious hour yeah. waiting for the results. But so you don't have syphilis? No,
1: for my work permit, I've got to get one every year. Yeah. A proper syphilis blood test, so... That, that's out of the question. I don't think I don't think I've got HIV. I think I've done a I think I did a test a couple of years ago. But I'm I mean sure that wouldn't would make put. you
2: struggle over your words, would it? No, HIV. no. Well,
1: apparently it can lead to like age related dementia.
2: <laughs> oh crikey! Yeah. I've been doing some deep <laughs> research, haven't you? Yeah,
1: and then of course there's booze, right? So that is a culprit. So it could it could be booze. I'm a bit loud in my headphones here. So it could be. I mean, booze could be a culprit. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I haven't done drugs for a, for a long time, so that's not it. Um, but I'm, I'm just, do, do you guys, do you never get this like fog where you, where you can't find a word you want to say or something like that? It just happens to me far too much now. I don't know if it's age as well. I mean, I'm 39 now. But
2: Jordan, so, you're, you're a teacher, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I taught for a number of years and that is our kind of toolbox. So we're, we're constantly, the us, constantly yeah. using, uh, uh, voice. Um, Oh so- like okay. from the, from the morning to the afternoon, so it kind of, you kind of keep it in tune. From the morgan. From the morning, <laughs> <laughs> From the morgan. That was, that
1: was just perfectly timed there. But uh, th- uh, that's interesting you said that. One thing I, I was wondering is, uh, as you know, over the last six, eight months, I've been working for myself. So that means primarily working from home. And so I do spend long hours on my own with just my wife. And who, are you
2: trying to learn Thai as well?
1: I do try and learn a little bit of Thai, yeah. It could
2: be something to do with it.
1: So I'm just wondering if some of these things are connected. Because, of course, when you've got to go to the office at 8 a.m. every morning, you're greeted by 10, 12 different people and you're saying hello and all that shit. So I don't don't know. But I I just, I I do want to put it out there to our listeners. Do do other people suffer from this, like, brain fog?
3: Well, I've also uh, read a few things on before of having, like, learning new things mm. and how it, it creates these connections in your brain yeah, neural so, pathways yeah, yeah. so th- the more you learn the more you're trying to pick up something new mm. you're, you're 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 actually you're improving your brain skills by by doing these yeah okay
1: so th- that's interesting so learning new shit that's good and i also wondered if there's some actual training you can do on the internet i'm sure there's some brain like training mm-hmm. uh websites and stuff where you can do like stuff to you know is, is your brain like a muscle do you think it's like a
2: muscle? I, I see it like I a jigsaw yeah. puzzle. Right. Like um, every every morning you wake up and it's a scrambled jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> right? This it might just be me. Um, and it's to do with the neural pathways as well. During the night, you, 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 like, you, you go to bed with a pretty clear picture of what everything is and how yeah. things are going down. And then, you know, um, sleep comes along, and kind of scrambles it all up. And then you spend yeah. the rest of the day trying to put the pieces together again. There's, there's, I love that. Yeah, I, I like that. I can't, it's difficult to explain, but I think there's something about sleep that kind of makes you repeat behavior, you know, and yeah. not, ne- not necessarily positive behavior, also negative behavior.
1: Well, sleep's definitely a reset, isn't it, of, of the day and of information. And I, that's what I thought you were going to say when you said jigsaw. I, I thought you were going to say that when you go to sleep, it kind of like puts the jigsaw together. But you're saying it kind of takes it, it apart. It's the opposite, and, yeah. Yeah, because I know that sleep, sleep, like the function of sleep is is it performs a lot of functions, doesn't it? Like getting rid of like shit in your brain and um,
2: neural house cleaning. I yes, think, housekeeping. Yeah, yeah, housekeeping. yeah exactly.
1: Uh, also, if I swear too much on this episode, will you tell me I've said shit a couple of times now? But <laughs> uh, I do want to. I do want to try and stop swearing mm. because because that's another thing when you when you when you're sort of reaching for words, you might say fuck or shit uh, as like an um. You know, it's like a bit of a vocal tick. And uh, a couple of people have pulled me up on it on this podcast already, so I I do apologise for swearing too much. i try and cut them out now if I can.
2: (laughs) I got, um, I I arrived in London about 15 years ago and my Uh, mate picked me up in his car and uh, he's a proper sort of Cockney South mm. London dude. And he said... uh, he said, the fucking fuckers fucking fucked. <laughs> 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 and at that point, did I tell you this? At that point, I learned the versatility of the word "fuck." It not only yeah. is it an adjective; <laughs> it's a noun; yeah. it's an adverb. It, it ad- is, yeah. It, you know. I love
1: it. I do love it. And fucking
2: uh, fuckers, fucking fucked, and it makes sense.
1: Yeah, I, I understand exactly what he's talking about. He's, he's even talking about his car or the city, or
2: he's saying the car was playing up. Basically, he's, see, he's I knew having that. problems <laughs> with the vehicle. I yeah, I knew so it. So the fucking fucker, the fucker, I'd love the, to see that. The in fucker like, be in the car. Yeah. is fucking fucked, so it's it's very damaged.
1: Do you know, I'd, I'd love to say that in, like, a dictionary. They're fucking fuckers fucked, and then underneath it says, the car is having problems, I'm having problems with my car. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, for us Westerners, it's a very versatile word, but, I mean, if you use it, yeah. actually, here in in Asia with, you know, I'd used it in front of Lao people or in front of Thai people, they, they automatically take offense, like, it's mm. only one yeah, meaning of the word... Yeah. Either with well, the way you say it it's bad you you're aiming it at them Filipinos you know. don't like it as yeah well. it's uh sense. it's not it's not anything to like even just lightly do around them. Yeah the Asian culture because they just I'm with you on that they, they, if, you know, well, I was like well I, I just like I said something like oh I just parked my fucking bike here like when I was pissed off at one of these ticket guys mm. and he was like oh, he started mm. he started like putting his finger in my face I was like whoa, whoa whoa I didn't mean it at that, you know directly at you you know it was just yeah. used. that
1: happens with my wife yeah. we get into an argument and I use drop a drop an F-bomb she she she, gets, she says you fucking fuck off me <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really mad. Sorry, I darling, I love you though. Do you know that?
3: Wait, I thought we were going to stay away from the word. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, if if
1: if if uh, a few people listening to this podcast, have a drinking game where every time we say fuck, you have a drink of a mm. of a shot. Then I think you're pretty pissed by now. But I did wonder if the the old brain fog can be. Does anyone? And I think we've spoken about it once on this show before, James. But like mental health, does, does anyone is anyone here like on the edge? Like on the edge of sort of <laughs> reality. Well, is, is, is is reality slippery for anyone around this well, table? And
2: diagnosis. I think I was saying before, diagnosis of mental yeah. conditions is just so much more readily available now uh, yeah. than it was back in the day. You know, um, someone who was, you know, um, borderline Asperger's with ADHD would just be called a nutter Yeah, back in my mm. day. Uh, but now, <laughs> n- now of course they have um, physicians that, that are you know are willing to diagnose them and sell them stuff. Yeah, uh, and so there's an industry that's popped up around yeah. you know mental health.
1: And there was actually a uh, a Huge proper industry. description in a in a doctor's thing like Mongoloid idiot.
2: That was like
1: a, a real. <laughs> that was a real <laughs> description for a slow person back in the doc back in the whatever. Imagine Honestly, he, look it up.
2: Imagine if he was from Mongolia as <laughs> well.
1: A mongoloid idiot. That that was actually a proper. So I, I know what you're saying, James. Now we have like the DSM, uh, whatever it's called, which is like the yeah. Uh,
2: and my my mum's like a psychiatric um, yeah uh, social worker, and her like job was to like diagnose people and uh, imagine, and, and it's public record as well. So people would mm-hmm. have like paranoid schizophrenic on their right. public record and anyone who employs oh, them okay. can see that you know yeah. and if you're feeling a little bit paranoid anyway
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's the last thing you want to be labeled yeah <laughs> uh especially
3: with mental health in the united states uh, they they it has been talked over many times about how the health industry is la the the mental health public mental health industry is lacking and it seems like from what i've seen they don't really try and they don't really try and rehabilitate them. They just give them, give them these pills. These, yeah. these medicate pills them. They medicate them so that it yeah it is sedated, but it doesn't necessarily go away. And who mm. knows? Even some of the side effects of these pills can you yeah. know maybe each person is different, so the well, side effect could affect them. Yeah, I
1: mean a lot of these school shooters and mass shoot mass and people who uh, undertake these mass shootings, they're they're like. Most of the time, medicated. they're medicated on something. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, causation. Imagine,
2: imagine what they'd be doing if they weren't medicated. Well, <laughs> you see. That, that's, that's the thing, James, yeah. But that's I mean, what they say, isn't it? And I yeah. see a lot of, you know, back when I was teaching as well, you'd see a lot of guys from the States would come over at like 23, 24 years old um, looking to, get to fill prescriptions that they had had... Um, you know, field back in the RX in the States, you know, looking for, like, heavy-duty... Um
1: antipsychotics and stuff. Uh,
2: yeah, a lot of barbiturates as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, the rest, and the rest of the Xanax. world <laughs> don't tend to <laughs> prescribe Xanax. You know, well, you cause can buy we, them here. We know how addictive it is, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, Xanax are great. I, I used to buy them back, you know, when I first got it, I'll pop a couple... Not, not anymore. I, I really don't anymore. I, I just exercise now. But going back to what you said, Jordan, it's amazing. I mean, I I went through the through the UK health system in 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 England after my father died in two thousand and four. It was I got really sort of anxious and depressed, mm-hmm. and n- never did the doctor say to me, "Mike, go out and exercise, go out into nature, go yeah. for a walk, go for a run." And I tell you what, taking magnesium, mm. I take magnesium every day now. Bang! It just gets rid of your your your. Uh, your sort of anxiety and, and that stress in your body. Magnesium disperse that straight away. Probiotics. Nobody ever said go and take a probiotic. No one ever said go and sort your diet out and eat well and so don't you stop drinking. As
2: well. Yeah, there's, there's a number of. I mean, people need to get more in touch with nature, and I think that's the, yeah. the cause of good anxiety point. Yeah, is, good it, point. is that we're, we're stuck in rooms. And exactly. Buildings. Yeah people us. we don't like, you know. I mean, doctor fucking, doctor yeah, I mean you know.
1: this room now, I
2: mean. Yeah, yeah Christ. <laughs> well, I mean, no, that's no, why we need all the drinks on the table. Yeah. Just <laughs> the-
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you you bring up a good point about nature. I mean, if you go out, outside, like I just went, you know, just outside of Bangkok, you feel so much better. And I yeah, ran into an expat different. that I met this weekend and uh, just just met him. And he told me, he's like, I can't stay in Bangkok for more than three, four days at a time where I go, I go batshit crazy. It's mm. same building, same color, same cars and it's just mesmerizing it. Yeah, a monolithic No No, color, no color to your... To your
1: I, yeah, your world, I, I you get know? it. And I, I'm a bit the opposite of that, John. I, I like Bangkok and it does stimulate my senses but I, I agree with you 100% that you do get a different feeling when you go up country or you get down to Phuket or Pattaya. Or not, well, not Pattaya, but Phuket or <laughs> Samui or go to Koh Phi and you see that. I'll tell you what, there's something deep inside us that's stirred by the beach and sand and just being out and under the stars. And I don't know, there's something primal, I, I feel, about... Yeah, about
2: tidal th- tidal rhythms, you know. Uh,
1: and food as well. I think it's food for us, you know, being at the beach, fishing, catching fish, nourishment. I, I think it, there's a lot of primal shit about that. And the same goes with fire as well, I've always thought. You know, mm. if you, you, there's nothing... Have you ever and I haven't, in the last twenty years at least, gone and camped out and sat around a fire, lit a fire, and cooked some you know, even if you buy it from the shop, cook some stuff on an open fire, there's just a, set, a deep sense of of I don't know, of belonging and
2: Well it's in our genes, it's all primal. It know, is, man, yeah. It's programmed into us, isn't it? Yeah. And um uh, I did do that a couple of years ago. Uh, did you? Yeah, in Nepal, but not here. up in uh, northern yeah. in India. But there, yeah, there's something that just kind of clicks. Yeah, you know, we were looking at um, fire for hours, a lot longer than we were looking at um, television screens or mobile phone screens or mm. tablet screens. You know, we like this kind of mimics the the kind of light. It does. That, yeah, that that that's used interesting. To yeah. From the fire, you yeah. know, it flashes, it moves, and it sparks our imagination. But mm. before that, we would sit around the fire and talk. And yeah, tell that.
1: stories and dance and with, there was you know there's there's a reason why mm, 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 gets us mm-hmm. gets us moving because mm-hmm. it's sort of it's tribal, isn't it? It's that yeah. kind of tribal stuff. You but know? I
3: also think in in today's day and age, there's not a lot. Like I, I think we touched on it last time. Is there's not a lot of genuine conversation happening <laughs> even between families. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, uh, well, that's Mom why I do this podcast. Dad are both work yeah. working now. Mom and Dad are working. You know, people are at school, and I see it a lot with my students. My students will come into school, and they'll be, you know, acting out. And I'm, mm. I'm as a teacher, you don't just discipline them for acting out. You have to figure out what's the problem. Why are they doing cool. that? So I, 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 t- I, pulled a girl, in and I was like, "What's, what's going on with you? Why, why did you kick that kid? You know, not you shouldn't kick him. I, I mm. said, "Why, why, why did you do that? And then the problems came out. Oh, I don't see my mom and dad very often, mm-hmm. and so it's and, attention
1: seeking, basically.
3: Yeah, or just you know they, they're hurt inside, so they're 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 acting you know on you know making others feel bad. Because I went through some things when I was a kid too, with my family being broken mm-hmm. and mom mom drug addict, dad alcoholic, and I acted out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So this outward acting out.
2: If you're not getting attention at home, you make damn well sure you get it in the classroom. Right. Mm. That's, that's that's
3: what you see happening. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, there's not that. Uh, so the families are... Uh, we're going in this weird place in this world where we're losing love and, and unity within... Community. F- that sense of community. Because yeah. now we got these cell phones and all we do is give the kid the cell phone to, to watch videos you, or play games and or, a
2: mum and dad are working extra hours working overtime to afford a device like a tablet <laughs> yeah. that will read a story to the kids at night rather than yeah. not working the overtime just coming home and reading the story that right. is so
1: true man That yeah, that's what I call the paradox of progress like for, as progress moves forward there's all these weird like paradox mm. is that the right word paradox where mm. it's like the opposite kind mm-hmm. of thing and you know, for every step forward we take, there is a million other steps back we take. It's it's kind of weird. But J- Jordan, at, at school, I remember at play at playtime, mm-hmm. whatever lunchtime, we'd go out and kick a football around, and we mm-hmm. sweat, and we ran around, and we rolled in the grass, mm-hmm. play fighting, mm-hmm. and and we came back to school sweating, grass stains mm-hmm. all over our shirts. And mm-hmm. I mean, do people just sit on their devices now? And I mean, we used to make each other laugh as well. So. Did you guys at school have like a cool group of friends? You, you, all you did was take the piss out of each other, laugh so much mm-hmm. and just have a strong like I don't know it was I love my school school days. But is that different now?
3: Um no, it's still there surprisingly. Yeah, I, I would have figured that the some of the kids, you know, they'd sit in the computer, the library and do computer games and stuff like that, but if you go outside the kids are still playing. Yeah, that that hasn't changed, no, but good. these but these different behaviors are being learned, and I am trying to shy away from using my cell phone in class, and I'm picking up a book and reading on my spare time mm-hmm. so I could show kids, because mm. if I'm sitting there on my phone as a teacher, what am I what am I showing them yeah. that that I'm not trying to advance my own learning, or I'm not trying to read like them, I'm just teaching it, mm-hmm. but not practicing what I preach, so I'll sit there with a book during my break and I'll read them, I tell them, look, I'm reading. Mm. You guys read too, you know. You guys can do this. You guys see me doing it. And I challenged my kids. I picked up a book. I read it in high school. Uh, uh, the book, his name is uh, Cage, Why Cage, Cage Bird Sings, Maya Angelou. I uh, can't think of the title because of the beer, but. Um, <laughs> we we'll put it in the show it's notes, a famous. Uh, that's it's a famous. the brain folk you were talking Yeah, about. there it is. Yeah. Brain But he's it. drunk,
1: though. I to get it when I'm sober. <laughs>
3: Why the cage bird sings. And I, and why I, the cage bird uh, sings. Ah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why do cage Angela. birds sing or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So I picked it up and I, I challenged my kids. I said, uh, uh, give me a week, I'll finish this book. They're right. like, how many pages? Almost 300. Ooh, you know. So I'm I'm, I'm doing <laughs> this challenge with this kids and showing them that reading is enjoyable and that, it, you know, teachers still do it oh, because okay. it's hard. You know. There
1: are two things uh, that you've really piqued my interest in. And the first one is. Um, which will I start with first? Okay, the first because you're a teacher. Yeah. Why aren't teachers in this in this world like paid like doctors or brain surgeons? Why is it a low level job? The the we we place the future of our children right, in these right, people's right. hands and yet they're they're paid poorly and they're and they're treated poorly. I, I think I think a teacher should be like a policeman well, maybe not a policeman, like a you know, like a really revered position. A really well-paid position and you should i don't know and you you seem like a great teacher but when i think back to my school days they were great but i could i could name one teacher who i remember for being cool the rest just seemed to to resent the fact that they were there they yep, followed the yep, syllabus yep. and didn't make it interesting yep. it, it was just fucked i mean i have a, i have a few you?
3: few uh few things that i think about that if you think in a, again, I a go historical aspect. Teaching used to be, and it still is, a predominantly female profession. Right. This might pique some people's well, back, interest back here. In the Greek days, well, eighteen hundreds, <laughs> you know, oh, late eighteen okay, hundreds. So so. yeah, it still is now. It still is now. I'm in my. I'm an elementary school teacher, and my, and I am one of two males in the elementary school department. My head is mm. the male. And but I, 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 I would have said teacher. yes
1: for elementary school, but not
3: for high school. No, high school actually is very predominantly male. That, that's weird. Okay. It's weird. Right. Weird. Okay. I would have said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a weird okay. shift that happens. I think it, because yeah. women are more nurturing. Yeah. Maternal. You know, yeah. you know, as when you're going into teaching guys, you're like, well, I, you know, I, I want to do better with older students because, you know, that's what, you know, mm. I can get along with a teenager yeah. or I can help them become a, an adult. When it as when you're younger or younger kids, you know females tend to be more nurturing. So, but if you think about this whole gender gap paying thing that they have, females, you know that that's a profession that's predominantly females, and that's Mm. one thing that I have I have tried to look into a little bit, but it's starting to change teachers are striking now in the, in the U S they're, 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 they're out there marching, you Demanding know, and more, shout, yeah. sh- you know, shout out to those teachers on the streets, you know, yeah, man. because okay. it, they're the pay, the pay is not going to change unless you, you're an advocate for that change. Mm. You know what I mean? If you're not advocating the change, you're just, excuse my French, bitching about it, but yeah. not advocating it. Yeah. then it's not going to change. You know what I mean?
1: But what, wh- why do you, why do we think that is James and Jordan? The, we've let education and teaching just fall just in in terms of things we put of like paramount importance that it seems to have as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, it doesn't seem to be up there with, with how important it should be. Schools are very regimented. We sit in rows and mm-hmm. columns in, you know, in desks in gray classrooms and it just seems like, you know, if, if if children are outside the norm in terms of hyperactivity or stuff that they enjoy or, or vocational stuff, it's just... It seems very one-dimensional. And I don't know if it has to be like that.
2: Right, yeah. I... Um, you know, there are... First of all, there are some very expensive schools out there, particularly in the UK, that, uh, you know, parents can elect to um, send their kids to. Mm. But then again, necessarily the teachers aren't necessarily going to see a lot of that money filtering down. Um... I I did a degree in teaching, um, actually <laughs> in Bangkok, yeah. uh, so I, I kind of know a little bit about this. Um, but what I think, where where they go wrong? Um, I mean, when I, when I went to school, I went to a really good primary school. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, elementary school, primary school. And they were able to focus in on uh, particular kind of interests and talents of uh, certain right. students. Yeah. So they knew I liked writing because I'd write all the time. And I'd have lessons um, on writing novels. And they would take they took us to a film studio and we watched a that television right. production, you know, that was kind of centred around a couple of us who were into writing. And <clears throat> there were other kids who were musical and like theatre and stuff like that. But I think cookie-cutter approach to, um, you know, uh, education and the kind of comprehensive model that we had in Mm -hmm. the UK where you kind of prepare students for, like, a a, a really mundane existence, you know, a general education, factory workers, you know, builders, plumbers. Um, (coughs) Instead, I think the educator's job is to find out what each student is good at Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that it's possible to do that. You know, everyone's good at something. You, know, yeah. you can be autistic, you can, be, you can have ADHD, but you can be a really good you know, film director. Yeah. You know, everyone is good at something, so you need to focus on what that student is good at. And if the parent isn't doing that, or the parents aren't doing that, then the school should kind of step in and try and mm. promote each um, kid's ability. And what we have in the UK, especially, is a lot of kids just, just fall through the cracks You know, in the middle. Yeah. The, you know, they never realise their potential. They never realised what they're good at, and they ended up, you know... I mean, I never got
1: encouraged to be creative. I never got encouraged to pursue music or or writing or or whatever, and that that breaks my heart You never amount
2: to anything. That's what I was told continually at school. You'll never be nothing. That's a travesty. You never amount to anything. And here I am on a podcast (laughs) on a Sunday (laughs) afternoon (laughs) with a can of Coca-Cola in front of me, and if you're listening, Coca-Cola, we are looking for sponsorship. Indeed (laughs) so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: no, now, yeah, yeah, there were some great points put, put up there about education but uh, I think uh, one thing that I learned in college in my teacher preparation program was advocacy mm-hmm. you got to advocate for the profession and I feel like a lot of teachers they yeah. feel burnt out especially in the United States funding for education, education is one of the things that are put in the back burner mm-hmm. compared to like the defense you know or the yeah. wall oh, which, wow. yeah. why don't, why don't yeah. we eject that <laughs> 5 billion that they're yeah. putting towards the wall and put it in education exactly Giving teachers exactly. raises because honestly, you have these teachers who are teaching. They know their wages shit, and they're 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 just not doing a good job because they don't give a shit. Just trying to not get they're a just, shot. They're just yeah, <laughs> <Or> yeah. yeah. <laughs> in these poor neighborhoods, I taught in a poor, very poor neighborhood, and I was scared. Yeah. You know,
1: and, and what dude, better indicator can there be for your future economy and your future country than educating people well and and but, but, and, and, and good having good kids and less but do, losers? But
2: do the higher-ups want that? I mean, what, what, exactly. what, you, that's want, the conspiracy, what you want is right? a society that's you know just smart enough um, to wake up in the morning and go to work and go to the factory and make some soap and then come home and save up mm. to buy um, a luxury vehicle or whatever. And they're malleable uh, and, and placid. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, you don't want to teach people too much, right, if if you're, you know, in this this right, yeah. That's a good. That's a good. Point. Getting in some
1: that's territory. Good. I love now that, this that is, conspiracy is, stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. a
2: good point. It's and not I, really a conspiracy. It was the Rockefellers,
1: is. though, wasn't it? Who, who did institute the education? I think in, in America in the early 1900s. I think it was. It was a Rockefeller. But
3: education is even run by companies. The people yeah. who develop the curriculums for these schools, yeah, they're they're just they're, they they hire you know professional teachers or whatever to. Do the curriculum, you know what what you're supposed to teach in school, and in order to get these government funds, you have to teach that curriculum. So the government mm. is mandating what is taught. It's hamstringing, in these, is, and, what and is taught who, in these schools? Who
2: was Rockefeller's PR guy? Was it Bernays or was Edward it, Bernays? Or was it Lee? I, I think, think I might Bernays. Have been, I might have been Ivy Lee. Yeah, but Bernays any, was a bit later, I think. But 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 anyway, I mean, it would be. um you know, it's 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 game playing, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. if you get behind education, um you're going to get more support, and they're going to give
3: you money to, um uh, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a game. Well, in a sense, it seems like the United States is more communist than these other places, mm. like with especially with this being in charge of education. Like, you know what I mean? You're being in charge of what your people learn. That sounds like communist to me. You know mm. what I mean? It's. Mm, to telling what they have to learn. It, it, like, w- the foundation of America was centered around states. Yeah. And we're getting further and further away from that, where the federal government is starting to say, this is what is good for all 50 states. Mm. And uh, education is, is, again, is the umbrella for the government funding. And the yeah, government holds them by the balls, saying, if you don't yeah. do this. It's incredible power to have, isn't it, to be yeah. in
2: charge of. Education. Uh, education.
1: Yeah, because wouldn't it be cool if schools could say, "Come here, go, for, don't go to that school. Come to this one. We do this. We do that. We we prepare you for this." And and he, and I know private schools do do that. You have Crossroads, and you know in LA that prepare you for a career and show business. And there are private schools that do that. But wouldn't it be cool if if public schools did that? You know, they gave you a choice. Come to this school if you're good at this. Go to that school if you're good at that. And and that schools are in competition with each other. To, the crazy, to
3: the crazy part about that is in when, like, I lived in a, a town of like two hundred thousand people, Salinas, California, mm-hmm. and there is a good school in town, mm-hmm. and but you're not allowed to go into that school if you want to because you don't live in that neighborhood. Yeah. So you have these zone districts, and I was not. I wanted to go to this one high school, Salinas High School. <laughs> good football team, good academics, everybody wants to go to that school. But because I didn't live in that zone, yeah. I had to go to the school that the was like school. basically where all the gangsters yeah. were tossed in this, you know, mm-hmm. this this new school. They said, oh, we have we have no room at this other school so we're going to build a new school to put all the rejects and all the bad people so, and I went so to that yeah. school and I couldn't.
1: So the parents with money and the people with money exactly. can move into those neighborhoods and get exactly. into the good schools and, and then and that's elitism. Put, and they isn't? take their
3: money and what the taxes that they levy for that school or in that mm. neighborhood, they put the money in i'll tell
1: you what it's, it's one step weirder in the uk because you have to be associated to a certain religion to oh get into crap, some schools really? yeah so to to in, in oh. my school there was a catholic i went to saint john Fisher's catholic school and my parents had to go to a certain church for a couple of years and suck up to the to the priest and stuff to to get me into that school because it was a good school i don't know it, it, if you if that's the case in in the in the US but
3: the US is trying to push us away of religion as much as yeah. possible and there there was a big uproar this week with Trump saying that there should be more prayer in school because Really? Yeah, there was uh in the news Trump said there should be more prayer in school and you know honestly I don't see a problem with that you know th- there's this whole voodoo thing of putting religion in schools and Honestly, religion teaches good values, Good values, anything. community, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Being a part of a group because some of these kids are being outcasted because they're not in a group and maybe they find their niche or, you know, or uh, I don't have a or problem. Or maybe they just
1: need have... some love so they can go to the – priest every week can get fondled
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get it's fiddled. still coming out yeah the cardinal <laughs> just got defrocked again and ex-cardinal really? yeah for i'll tell oh, you what that, that shit, nasty, that shit goes
1: deep man in in, it is in the catholic church do, do you know some of the historical transgressions of the catholic church God, yeah i studied it's a little right.
3: bit especially with some of the popes and stuff like that there they, was some crazy there are some, poops, of, they are some of the there are some of the most corrupt people on the planet they would literally wage these wars and they were getting all these money and like it's completely away from what the religion stands for greed and all these mm. seven deadly sins and these popes were like super greedy so if there is a heaven where do these popes land in heaven you know what i mean religion is a very touchy topic and i don't want to offend anybody but it's just something to think about you know what i mean. Mm.
2: The popes, I forget the names now, but I did it. Um, yeah,
3: Urban the Second that waged yeah. know, the Crusades, you know, and all that was based around you know money and.
2: But a lot of the, the Vatican at like two or three stages was like basically a brothel, right? There was a couple of guys that got um, all these sex workers in in the, in the Vatican, and it was mm. just absolute <laughs> carnage. But once he's there, of course, it's difficult to to seem to, to step down and it was well yeah
1: i was just i was, I was quiet then because i was trying to look up something on my phone i did some research about it, and i ca- i can't find it at the moment so i don't really want to talk about it but basically in canada the the catholic um the, basically you, you got more there, there were these catholic run like schools mm. or the least hope they were like homes for abandoned children and they found out that they got more money. if These children were mentally handicapped, so overnight, all these sort of normal children became mentally handicapped, and they got really abused and all this kind of stuff. And again, I'll try and link it to to the notes under the show because it's a really effed up story. But but did you know in the vat um, in the Vatican, like apparently one of the buildings they own or something is like a massive like gay bathhouse. And some of the cardinals over live yeah. over the top of
2: it. As I say, there's a long historical tradition of yeah. this going back into like the 1700s, 1600s. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been uh, it's, it's it's been
3: the case. It would time. make sense because. The, everybody turned a blind eye for so long it had been happening for a long time until mm. it was firm that it is not okay and people would never suspect a priest of doing this then everybody seemed like they came out all at once you know, is like.
1: on the BBC website the historic palazzo in Rome that houses a key Vatican department is also home of a well known gay sauna the Holy See <laughs> paid 20 million euros in 2008 for around 20 apartments in the building for the congregation of the evangelization of peoples its prefect emeritus, Cardinal Ivan e. Dias, is one of the priestly residents. Uh, the proximity to the Europa multi club builders, Italy's top gay sauna, has drawn comment due to the Vatican's strict stance on gay partnerships. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see that those yeah. those cardinals are going to be in there every night, aren't they?
2: It's the richest country in the world, isn't it? I the think. Vatican's weird. It's so weird, man. And I... the lowest population. Yeah. Um, I
1: don't know much about it, Jane. I don't know if you know a lot about it, but it, it's really it's interesting to me. Very just it's
3: very weird just, that it's its own country. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's got... They've got and, so much gold and, and yeah, art and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And that, that hasn't gone away. It's still generally accepted, you know what I mean, that the church has its own country.
1: It's weird. I do wonder how... I mean, I... I what I used if there's to be some
3: seedy factors in there running this, the world. Yeah, you know it's what disgusting. I mean? Maybe it's still underground running the world because the the Vatican used to run everything back in the Crusade mm, era. They, they, they used were to be in charge of yeah. the Byzantine Empire and and Ro- Holy Ro- you know, Roman right. Empire. They used to be like the you couldn't do anything without the popes.
2: What was the phrase for the the practice of um, receiving money for forgiving sins? Mm, and a lot mm-hmm, of the the, mm-hmm. the the popes used to get rich off this, right? Yeah, so right. if you got some real bad motherfucker and he's yeah. got a lot of money, he gives you you know a few thousand dollars and you just forgive his sins. Yeah, yeah. I mean well, that's the well confession. Scam it's in like confession, book, yeah. isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. And yeah, I, I know it's more than confession, but uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I have heard of that actually. That if you've got a large, large amount of money, you can get forgiven for almost, like, anything, can't you? It's it? kind
2: of similar to the setup up here as well, isn't it, with the... Giving away. T- tam, Tam. Oh, that. shit, yeah, yeah, with the monks, right? Yeah, I okay. didn't think of that, the... Uh, um, yes. Make, but the make-merit, what how, What do they call it Go make-merit, yeah, what, yeah. What do they call it again, Tam? I forget, anyway, but a lot of these temples, which are, you know, beautifully ornate gold-leaf temples... Mm were probably erected using With funds, sin, sinful funds mind. from quite shady operations. I asked my yeah. girlfriend,
3: it's one of those, it's one of those touchy subjects where like you don't question things, you know, you just, it, it, that's the custom of what it is. And I, I t- asked her about it. I was like, God, there's a donation box on every, every, every like you can walk along the church and there's a donation box around, around the whole, and uh, Wat Po, where it has a big sleeping Buddha in there. All along, all uh, four, three, three corners, not the door, are donation boxes, and people That's literally you, just walk and they yeah. jump, dump their money into all these. Are twenty, and they have one also. It's so much money.
2: Mm. Rather than do something <laughs> bad and then make a donation, why not not just do that bad thing in the first yeah, place? Karma.
1: I, I'm a. I'm a big. Does anyone else here like live their life on but a like a karmic if,
2: if karma? If you understand karma the way it was, you know, introduced by Gautama Buddha, um, you know, donating will not remove no. that no karmatic yeah. you know injury. Yeah. It's going to come back and get you. I,
1: I'm completely with you. Um, so, do you guys live live life in terms of like karmic uh, currency? And I mean, I I really try. And I did want to talk to you guys about this as well, like mm-hmm. energy. You know, um, and i spoke about it on this podcast before with Willie a, a quite a long time ago. But I, I feel like we're all like beings of of energy and electricity. Mm-hmm. We really are. Mm-hmm. And, and when I, I I feel like when you talk to someone and when you meet someone and when you're when you're interacting with someone else, it's really important that you understand there's an exchange of energy going on mm-hmm. and you try not to leave them with a deficit. Mm-hmm. I always try and be interested in someone and try and, like, talk to them nicely, so I leave them with with a surplus rather than a deficit of energy. And I don't know if anyone else thinks in those terms, but I, I really do. And, and I had this, so we can dissect that in a minute, but I also have this thing called Dome Theory that I wrote about in this book that will never be published. <laughs> and my, my dome theory is that.
3: Give it to James, he'll publish it for you. You,
1: you walk around. <laughs> I love you, walk, it. you walk around everywhere with, like, imagine, you know, the O2 arena. It's like a big dome mm-hmm. in, in the UK. So you walk around everywhere with a dome, and you're in the centre of the dome, and the dome 20 metres in front, 20 metres behind, 20 metres either side. And, and you control that as your own little universe. Wherever you walk, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, in fr- all around you. And you can. People who walk into that, you can affect their time in your in your dome uh, positively or negatively and it's not only people but the world that you see around you you can choose to color you know uh, you can choose to say that it's old and decrepit or you can choose to say oh it's nice and vintage and you know and uh worldly and, and i don't know I'm, I'm kind of rambling now but it's, it's basically just like you control your sort of immediate world around you, for you and other people who come into contact with it, and yeah, it all relates to this kind of energy thing as well. Don't be an energy vampire. That's what I always say. Don't. We've we've all known people who. Who can walk into a room and just drain it of energy mm. immediately, or yeah, you talk to them point, and you yeah. just walk away like, oh fucking hell, that, that was tough, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I agree with you. This I time. feel
1: like I kind of drained a bit of energy, not a lot. No, that's a
3: good. That's a definitely a good point. And, and and throughout history, all these religions like Buddhism and stuff like that, and Hinduism, they're all they're all energy based religions, yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm. they, they believe that you give off something and. What you give definitely. off, you also receive. You know? Yeah, yeah, like definitely. That's where this karma comes from. So that gets you know? us back to karma, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, you this energy, you walk around and, and people, and sometimes people don't know that energy is fluid too. Like one day you might be, your energy is vibrant. Like there are times mm-hmm. where I come into school, I say hi to all my coworkers. And there are times where I just not have yeah, a good don't. morning yeah, and yeah, I exactly. don't, and they can see it because I'm just like head down walking, you know, mm-hmm. just don't want to talk to anybody or in the morning, hey kids, how's it going and compared to, you know, just walking Mm -hmm. around, you know, definitely, you know, there is this energy that you give off. And, um, I think it's really important that you, you give off a a, a positive energy to everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And
1: and as I say, you know, uh, we we were talking before this podcast about my sort of anxiety and stuff over the last, uh, over, I'll tell you over December and January, that things were a little bit tough. I'm working for myself now on a project by project basis. And there was a couple of weeks or a couple of months where no projects came in. I, I thought, oh shit, I'm going to have to go back to nine to five work and stuff. So I was a bit down sort of December and, mm-hmm. and January and it's right that you've got to be really uh, aware mm-hmm. that you're not feeling at the best and try not to Sort of uh, pass that on to other people, but it's tough, isn't it? When, when you're having a shit day and when you're feeling down, it's hard mm. to just walk around and be bright and stuff. But I still always thought, right, try and leave a surplus of energy around. But I don't know.
2: But is it always a conscious decision? You know, do I mean, do you always have to make an effort to be happy and and seem <laughs> seem right. like you're enjoying yourself, or is it you know sometimes mm, just yeah, just I, just, just, just you, you you're genuinely kind of. Feeling great, and that just uh, people can see that.
1: I I understand exactly what you're saying. That you can't force it. You can't. You can't walk well, you into. can. A situation. I mean, people it. do.
2: People do. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. They d- yeah. They, do. they well, It's like Halloween.
3: Work. You put a mask on. you know yeah. what I mean, you can. You can wear a mask.
2: Yeah. I. I but I, do you I understand. wear? The,
3: do you wear the mask until the mask becomes you? Do you see what I mean? That, that's interesting.
1: That's yeah, I do like that. That's cool.
3: And it could happen like that. You know what I mean? Someone is faking it till they make it, and and then they actually make it. And then it's like, because honestly, and people don't understand that you can change. Mm. You have the power Mm. to change. If you see something wrong or you see something that, you know,
1: we're not finished works about, you can
3: wake up and have the courage and the power to change yourself. People think exactly. that everything is static. Make the only the, the only, With con- the, people, the only yeah.
2: constant is change. Make the effort to do the the be the best version of yourself you can. Yes. Right. Make the effort to do the right thing. And then eventually we were talking earlier about the you know the neural pathways, it's like digging little um, you know, uh tunnels in, in your brain. If yeah. you keep as as you say, faking it Eventually it just comes out. Yeah. And and I think that's what and I'm we all, trying to we say. we all struggle with this. You know, I struggle yeah. with this.
1: Yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to say that yeah, th- there's nothing worse than you know, someone who goes, Hi, how are you doing? And you can see like behind their eyes that they're dead. Mm. You know, we've all met those people as well. So that that you're dead right that you have gotta know when you're not feeling right and you've got to try and navigate the mm. water accordingly. Uh, but I just make it my rule to try and try and be nice to people and try and live leave something positive behind when when you interact with someone. And I think it's a good system, and I think it is worthwhile. And I think it, if everyone did that, the world would be a lot better. If you can make
2: one person laugh every day, yeah. you're doing okay. Even if it's the girl at Seven Eleven or something, just have exactly. a little bit of fun with people.
1: Exactly, you know? energy. Leave them with some fucking you know? positive energy, James. Exactly.
3: Um, every time you know, I'm out and about, and I have you know ten baht in my pocket, twenty baht, I'm always giving it. You know, to these um, people that are on the street, I give away some I much give away, money. you know, if you put a t- monthly tally of how much money I give, away. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's not like I look at these people as lower than me. Mm. I look at these people like sometimes an old lady will be sitting there on the side of the street, just having a cup in her hand, just, you know, just, you know, hoping she gets See, something. Ask James so, about yeah, that <laughs> Yeah. It's like, oh, God. But I mean, I, I, I picture They're that. all organized I, gangs. I, they work for they, gangs, I know they probably do. They're not I getting know. that money.
2: It's, but I, I, but I, I still uh,
3: figure if that, you know, I, I think I think of my grandmother, you know what I mean? If your
2: grandmother was being controlled by a gang and being made to sit on the streets and what if everybody stopped giving your grandmother money while she's sitting on the streets, would she still be on the streets?
3: Good point. That's well,
2: I, I don't give to these people. Well, and I,
1: but there are some homeless people who are definitely not part of gangs. There's a guy that sits in between my condo and Benja Kitty Park. He's a homeless guy. Uh, He's got no shoes. He's got ragged trousers, and he sits there on his own every day. He doesn't have a cup. He doesn't beg. Oh, God. But I give him money every day, so he's definitely not part of a gang. You, You, might. I don't know. Beg to you,
3: you are a veteran here, James. I, I know you. You know a little. For bit. For me, he's not
1: part of a gang. He doesn't beg. I just give him money. a well, It's different,
3: different. style. I mean,
2: I don't. I don't know the circumstances. The old lady you spoke about, Jordan, and he, she might well not be a member of a gang or anything, and she might just be down on her luck. Um, I compare Bangkok now with like Victorian London mm-hmm. in like the 18, late eighteen hundreds. Oliver and. Um, and a, bit, <laughs> a bit later than that. A bit later than that. What's um, the
1: story of Oliver? Where where wh- who's his who's his master? V- v- you know, Oliver got a pocket or two where they're all begging, but they're all controlled by the Fagan. Fagan, that's yeah, it. it was yeah, Fagin,
2: yeah. and it was the artful dodger. Yes, um, but yes, I think dude. that was more like um, 18th century rather than 19th oh, okay, century. Right. But at the same time, you'd have beggars, but you'd also have beggarly professions. Right. So these would be people who would. There was lamp boys who would, um, you know, just hold a gas light for you to cross the road. There would mm-hmm. be brush women who would just brush the street in front of you as you okay. walked. You know, there would be various professions.
1: Um, and who was?
2: And you see that see this in Bangkok too. You know, there's like mm. blind ballad singers. And yeah, they had, I love they had those. Ballad singers back in Victorian times as mm. well. I and mean, they're offering a service of sorts, aren't they? Mm. They're, they're, you know, they're entertaining you, but that is different to the, um, you know, the outright um, scamsters who are putting mm. bodies on the street. I think I for can recognise
1: them, though. I do, I do feel like if they got a cup and they buy BTS station, I'm wary. But if they're out of the beaten track and they're not begging at all, I. I don't know. I I think is. But there's a woman
2: just who who works the road outside here on Sukhumvit, um, and she claims she speaks English. um, She's Thai or Chinese, and she claims that she needs to go to the hospital, and she doesn't have enough money for the bus. Now she (laughs) has (laughs) approached me approaching uh, you know something like 20 times mm. the first time i gave her the money i gave her a 20 baht or something i know and what That the was in 2003 i know what the fucking bus <laughs> fare i know what the bus fare is here madam don't start asking for a 100 baht to get a 7 baht bus uh <laughs> But yeah, the first time <laughs> was probably two thousand three to two thousand four, and to this day, when I walk, she still approaches me, really? and I'm getting more angry each time. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm starting. To, it's still I'm starting, the same story. Yeah, and I, oh. not even like <laughs> varied it a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a well-oiled routine, you know, oh, that, shit. that she makes a living from. That is mm. her occupation. Bless her. Well, you make Just a good you, you make a
3: good point because honestly, when I was when I was um, thinking about it, and I, I I'm very observant, the Thai people don't give very much money. To these to these people who are asking for money, it's always usually the Falang who are giving mm-hmm. the money. You know, you you see many Thai people walk by and not notice them. You know what I mean? And then it comes to very true. Them, yeah. I'm like, if the Thai people aren't giving them money, why should I give them money? You know what mm. I mean? Like the, the the people aren't even caring as much as I care They're about wise their own to it. people. Yeah. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe they just know it's a Ponzi scam. You know, yeah, but my know wife's
1: uh, my wife. Now that I've started giving, she, she will give some money to people as well. But actually we give money now to people who are selling like toilet tissues or those like baskets, right? right. you know, so I don't think they're mafia as well, but, I, and there's this one guy near me who's got a blanket, puts a blanket out and he sells those like uh Buddha, things that you put around your neck mm-hmm. and, and yeah. And I'll give him like 20 baht as well. And I think I give away probably about 3000 baht a month. At the moment, and I think it's a little bit too much. And again, I don't know if I'm doing it for the right reason. I don't know if I'm trying to do it to be karmically, kind of in the in the in the green, rewarded in the green. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, if you're doing it for reward, and uh, that's what a lot of ties do, you know. uh, Mm. Particularly with the lottery sellers, you know, uh, Mm. my, uh, you know, my my partner won't buy um, a ticket from someone who is not in some way um, disfigured. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. uh, Right. So if she's going to buy a lottery ticket and the person is horribly disfigured, you know, a burn right, victim or something, yeah. then you're more likely to win. I mean, that's the. Uh, oh really? Oh, is interesting. that interesting? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the. Uh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> <apology. laughs> oh, these little superstitions. <laughs> so,
1: should we take a quick break? We're on nearly fifty minutes, and then we'll come back and yeah. do some stories. Yeah, fifty
2: minutes already. Damn. We'll come yeah.
4: back and do some
1: stories. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. So that is interesting, yeah. I don't know. Can you? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, welcome back. We were just talking about um, exp- being expats here in Bangkok. And, and I, I do hear a lot of things changing. Uh, like I heard of some really bad horror stories about this retirement thing. You used to have to have 400,000 baht in your in your bank account whenever you, re- you renewed your visa annually. And now you have to have 800,000 Mm-hmm. And it's got to be there for, like, a period of three or four months or two months before and two months after mm-hmm. you make your visa. Mm-hmm. So there was stories of, like, 91-year-old Englishmen who don't have properties in the UK having to, like, fuck off back to England with right, nothing. Right,
3: And for the viewers, actually, uh, 800,000 baht equates to about... 25 grand, is yeah, it? Yeah, no, a million, million A million is, 30, is 000, right? No, 20,000 U.S. dollars.
1: No, I think it's 30. Is it 30? I think, I, think think I
3: think a million is about 20K. Is it 20K? 20K so UK. No. Uh, dollars. dollars. So I think. I beg to differ. 800000 I think it's about
1: $32,000. You want
3: to put a beer on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Okay. I'd say, it's about, I'd say that's about
3: $18,000 in your bank account. Yeah.
2: I mean, my, I made a film a couple of years ago and it cost 800000 baht to make. And the budget was about $20,000. Yeah, but I have to do so. this
1: kind of stuff all, all the time for my construction. So.
3: Well, I remember reading in an article online how uh, a tourist died here in the shooting. There was a shooting here in Bangkok, and a tour Indian tourist died in Thailand, tried to make it up try and save face by. What is that? 30, 31. Exactly what I said. Yeah.
1: I have to do this for my business because uh, oh, I have to do budgets all the
3: time. Oh, I got you a beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but,
1: yeah, so it's about 25 grand. It's a lot of money a to have in money. your bank and not only can you just put it in for one day and then take it out again to borrow it off someone, it's got to be in there for, right. for, for, for as Well, I say, you know that why that problem. is?
2: Because they have um, these shady agents. Yeah, who, they put who, it in for you. They just put the, yeah. the 800000 in your bank and then take it straight out again. Exactly, yeah. Once you get a You're visa,
3: right. they're, they're, clamped, they're trying to clamp down on that. But mm. Well, what's funny is actually the the embassies are the actual people who are screwing because <laughs> they used yeah. to be able to do the affidavits and the embassies, I think they said, that, you know, what the affidavits say and I promise that I have this much money. Now the embassies are actually trying to or have to provide proof that they actually have that money and oh, the embassies really? are telling, they're, they're going to be like, well, it's too much work to do that. We're not going to do it. Everybody's pissed off at Thailand. Mm. But little did they know that this has always been ongoing. And now the embassies are saying, we just don't want to do the work for our citizens. Oh, well. Do you know what my <laughs> advice, my advice to these old
2: guys and, you know, um, go to Cambodia. Yeah, mm. it's a lot easier. It's though, a lot like. easier. Vietnam, border. Vietnam, oh, Vietnam, but. And Vietnam,
3: you got good medical infrastructure as well. Really. Uh,
2: whereas Cambodia, and so you don't really want to get seriously sick in Cambodia. No, I had a <laughs> I had
3: a friend just about last year. He got into a very serious uh, a car hit uh, his tuk tuk with him and his mm. uh, soon to be wife, and mm. she died, and he was he's seriously screwed up from it. I just met him again this week, and he's trying to get into Thailand for the medical care because Cambodia is. It's complete, you know, shite. But I mean, they
2: fly people in from Cambodia to Bangkok, you know, if they have any serious injuries. Yeah.
3: But he's getting work. He's getting medical done in in Cambodia. and Man, it's... He's
1: trying to get back to to Thailand to get the work done.
3: Yeah, to get the... Because I think it's the best medical care that you can get in Southeast Asia. Laos is complete crap. Well, Thailand's a,
1: a medical destination, tourism destination, is it for some pa- for,
2: for for yeah, cosmetic stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's probably it's the number so one <laughs> place, for, number yeah. one place in the world, I guess, for cosmetic stuff. Probably another place, place in the world for dentistry as well. Yeah, uh, really good, cheap dental care here. Uh, isn't?
1: Can I just say though, if if that was you, you were ninety-one years old, you'd been here for thirty or forty years or whatever,
2: I would overstay. Like Fuck it?
1: Yeah, I would as well, but. <laughs> yes, no, I would as well, James. But at some point, they're going to come and and like drag you out, are they? But isn't isn't that? A bit can't you say, look, I've been here for thirty years, blah blah. blah. Can't somebody help you? Can't? Isn't there a solution? Or, or that's it? You have to go home and live in a nursing home well, in the UK? Comes, Is it that comes it? Comes a
2: point where it becomes a human rights issue. Exactly. You know, um, and I've mm. I've had this with the immigration here, and the immigration here aren't particularly nice, mm. um, and. Uh, yeah, but what what's in the book and what they decide to do is ask gospel. You can't you can't uh, make claims on like emotional grounds or anything like that. Oh, but either. you should be I, I and know, And these old it boys you know, so these old uh, these up. old guys are supporting families, you know, and some of them yeah, they have know, tight, like kit, multiple tight teenagers families, and, yeah. yeah, and properties and stuff like that. So So imagine
1: that you have you have to go home, you've got a property, you leave some like bar girl ex wife in charge of your property and you've got <laughs> Three kids who hate you, and you hate them. And imagine that it's just a fucking night excuse my language, a nightmare. I just can't, I just can't fathom that because it's always been my my understanding that I, I'm going to be here for life now, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be here until you know I die. And um, you know, eight hundred thousand isn't a huge amount, but you know, you might have. Um, you know, two million baht when when you retire, but that will slowly dwindle ov- over the years. You know, you expect that to go down a little bit. And even in your last year, you know, when you're sort of on your last legs and your health is failing well, and you stuff, should, you still need 800,000.
2: You should always have an exit strategy, I think, and you should always remember point, that we're guests point. here. You know, There's, it's, is it's just ridiculous to think you'll be here for the rest of your life. Because we don't know what's going to happen really? in the elections next month, you know, um, Honestly, there should be that, a suitcase packed in the fucking they're, hallway. They're, they're, that's
3: and, a, that's a good point <laughs> that you actually say that because I was actually in the Ratchada Ratchada area, you know, where Ratchada is the Ratchada Market Night Train Market area. Well, mm. I was I was I was going on a motorbike taxi, to hit the MRT, and there was a there was a full on new looking Humvee mm. on one of these little side soys. I'm looking at him like, what is this thing doing on a side soy in Bangkok? And there's helicopters flying over my school every day, like Black Mm. Hawk, Black Hawk down type helicopters. Mm. And it's like they're preparing for something. I have at the end of the road. they, They are.
2: There's uh, what they say in what they call in Thailand big police, and he has this. Uh, his grounds are so big, he has like his own petting zoo. Um, <laughs> as you walk <laughs> past, you can hear the cockatoos like barking, you know. Mm. And um, recently, I, I, um, over the last couple of nights, I'll see um, four or five police cars arrive there with a motorcycle kind of um, convoy behind and. Uh, in front of them, mm. and uh, I guess they're just having discussions and stuff. They're they're they're, they're getting things in uh, preparation mm. um, for for when uh, the, the election, election the election happens. And I think it will happen now as well. But
1: just going back to what you said, so you operate on the understanding that at some point you might have to fuck off and leave your kids, and you sure. might you might need to yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Really, I, so I should be doing that, really. I should be really, Well, for
3: some of the listeners, you know, like my friends back home who I'm sharing the podcast with, Thailand went through a military coup in 2014. Yeah, explain it, yeah. And I I, uh, military coup, if you're still unfamiliar, is where uh, they stage, uh, uh, you know, they take over the government, essentially. Mm -hmm. And uh, it happened in 2014. There was a lot of bloodshed, a lot of bloodshed. um, And the military general actually put himself in power so the military is running the ta- running mm-hmm. the Thailand government you know made the the general of the army is running the country right now and i've talked to many thai people they're not happy at all with the way the government the government's being run right now and
1: we should uh we should we should be careful
3: what territory we're getting yeah, into this yet. is kind of true
2: but <laughs> yeah for, for all <laughs> it, in, intents and purposes we, we're living under or uh, the Thai people are living under a military dictatorship at the moment but uh, it doesn't feel uh, since, like that though, since does since it it's not like venezuela but but prior to that in 2010 there was some uprisings in the city and uh I remember sitting in a taxi oh, the with the driver shirt, so. and the city was on fire. There was like plumes of smoke wow. drifting up from mm. the, the, like the central department building got set on fire and all Was this that the shit. yellow
1: shirt? or so the red shirt, right? It well, was a red shirt the uprising. Red shirt,
2: yeah. And then we had the, um, the, uh, reaction to that in Ceylon, which was like, a, a, a six or seven week long, um, like music festival it that was, was like in it 2004 13 yeah, i thought that was when i yeah. first arrived yeah that was the yellow yeah. shirts right i think so now after um you know they're trying to or, or it's proposed that they should go back to uh, regular democracy mm-hmm. but it's never been a regular regular democracy here we've had lots and lots of queues yeah. over the years so
1: now you've seen uh for, again for our listeners you've seen loads of uh, uh, placards and stuff and, right. and banners right. down the side of the street with
3: people's faces on them. I can't read Thai, but there's one banner that's out there that has a pot leaf on it.
0: Yes, <laughs> I saw that. And it's that painted on everywhere, Thursday. so like I can't okay. re a
3: Ganja leaf, it, it, yeah. yeah. It just has the ganja leaf, and I'm like, okay, they support ma- marijuana. All right. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I saw
1: that, and I was going to talk about that today. But so yeah, we're getting an election soon, right? In the next couple of months, I think that's about as far as my people are very
3: go. weary of this election though I don't know if you've painted that I I, 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 I follow Thai visa Thai visa news which is yeah. you know, it's actually shit news but well they're, they're the expats, always skeptical the, the, they? the, the expats are normally commenting on it and I've, I've been getting a consensus that you know because the Thai people they think about it but they don't really think too in depth about it you know what I mean Like, but the expats are actually you know looking at everything and they're very weary that they're going to have a fair election here mm I hope so. This country deserves. it. Did you guys see that the princess was going to run for prime minister? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah did. It, was like, it was
2: like Game of Thrones. And then, <laughs> and then
3: <laughs> a day, I was actually. Off. Everybody actually took really good uh, uh, liking to her. And then the Naturally. king said, "Yep, not going to happen." Yeah, and it was shot dead in so the is water. That, is that
1: over now? Then the yep. dreams finished.
3: Yep, yep. Oh, uh, in one day, I, I remember reading it on Friday, and then it was completely finished on Saturday the king the king had come in and said nope it's not going to happen we can have the royals mixing in in politics and should we do some news yeah let's do yeah, it yeah we should do because well, I was just
1: thinking we're straying into politics now and uh, we might need to do
2: some editing in this. yeah
1: firstly I don't know anything about it and secondly I just don't know anything about it so yeah fair enough <laughs> um, and yeah I don't know what we can and can't say here. I really don't
2: well, my, my publishers always said just don't mention it at all just
3: don't yeah. talk mm. about
1: so um, maybe we're going to cut something out for the first time
3: no I think I think from what I've heard is you, you can talk about politics you just can't talk about the royal family it's the coup d'etat Mm. where they call it. You mm. can't talk about the royal family They're but politics. Limits, yeah, poli- politics you can you can talk about. I haven't spoken any you know badly about you know the Thai government. I'm just saying, you know, from from people that I've spoken to. We're with, just reporting you know. facts. Yeah.
1: Reporting facts, that's what we get on this. And word on wor-
3: word on the street. <laughs> word on the street.
1: So uh anyone wanna talk about a gay serial killer from Canada?
3: Gay serial killer, that sounds like... Uh, it'll make a good Netflix series. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: So, this guy, I'm telling you what, he looks like Santa Claus. He does not look like your typical uh, serial killer. He's called Bruce MacArthur. Um, and he's an old guy with sort of a balding grey hair, grey head. And he did have a beard. I think he's shaved for his court appearances. But So, uh, basically, stage staged photos of some of his uh, victims after they died uh, posing corpses in fur coats with cigars in their mouths <laughs> god knows why um the former gardener preyed on men from toronto's gay village district and prosecutor michael clanton said they later access accessed some of the photos uh long after the oh sorry he later accessed some of the photos long after the killings Uh, The prosecution did not display the images found on MacArthur's electronic devices during the session, but said they included after-death photos of six Mm. of the eight victims. Victims were posed naked, with cigars in their mouths, shaved, and or were made to wear a fur coat. He also said police found a naked... This is fucked up. He also said police found a naked man handcuffed to the bed when they raided MacArthur's home and arrested him on January 18th of last year. Uh, police said, poli- he said police moved in when they realised MacArthur had someone in his home. The man who survived was identified as a Middle East guy called John.
3: Fucking Middle East guy named John.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Investigators found... Listen to this, though. This gets even more messed up. Investigators found that MacArthur had a USB drive that contained a directory with nine subfolders, eight for the men that he'd killed already, and then nine for the man found at the time of the arrest. So this dude was handcuffed to the bed with a bag over his head, and it had a folder on this guy's drive with his name on it, and he was going to... I mean, imagine... Being in bed, handcuffed to a thing, getting some BDSM or whatever, which is all cool. You know, yeah. we're all into that. And then the police burst through the door and you're going to be the ninth victim of this fucking predator. Um, so anyway, he's got 25 years in jail, which is, you know, Canada are pretty lenient, aren't they, aren't they, when they come to this stuff? But basically what happened is uh, police narrowed the list of suspects. In the case, after seeing surveillance video of the last victim, Andrew Kinsman, entering his red Dodge caravan in two thousand seventeen. They later linked that vehicle to MacArthur and found Kinsman's blood and semen in it after he'd sold it to a scrapyard. Photos in MacArthur's devices showed that he had known Kinsman for at least a decade. Listen to this. Investigators found when they found investigators found in the victim's calendar with an entry sorry. Whatever, I can't I can't read. But they found an entry in the victim's calendar entitled Bruce on mm. June the twenty sixth, two thousand two thousand seventeen, the day he disappeared. So this guy, Kinsman, had written Bruce on his calendar, gone out to see this guy and then disappeared that day, and this guy's called Bruce McArthur. But the, the the one of the worst things is is that this guy was a landscape gardener and the bodies were dismembered and hidden in large planters. Uh, in some of the homes MacArthur used for his landscaping business, several of the victims were strangled. He's now 67. Uh, he moved to Toronto in 2000, and before that, he was married to a woman and lived as a lived as a straight man. Uh, so this is this is some of the details here. I mean, the guy being tied to the I'll, I'll put my phone down now. The guy being tied to the bed and getting rescued at the last minute. The fact that he had photos on his on on his drives of all these men like dead and shaved and this pretty I don't know.
3: Well, I mean, we were discussing earlier about Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, he yeah. he, he was mm. like you know young teenage boys and and, and young men. Mm. I I it's really that 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 title of being a gay serial killer. It's just a very misleading <laughs> title because Jeffrey Dahmer was obviously gay, but there was nowhere in the headline saying he was a gay serial killer. So it's just this label that did, they put uh, on it. Uh, did Dahmer kill women? No, was it, it all, was only men. It was only men. men. Yeah.
1: But but what, one thing, and James, is a crime writer, you you'll you'll know you'll know this fact as well. But the, these people tend to prey on people on the outskirts of society, people who aren't missed and right. people who aren't regularly reported on, like this guy. Um, he targeted. Middle Eastern uh, homeless men who were in the gay community and who weren't all all the time out of the closet. Um, so, I I think this is a way that serial killers can sometimes get away with this stuff from so long, but uh, for so long.
3: They're trying to feed into this. Uh, I, I re, I, I've watched Netflix just recently came out with a, a Ted Bundy document, Bundy, yeah. yeah, like a show or whatever. And, I w- and after that, it sparked my interest again in in, in, in hearing some Ted Bundy uh, interviews. Mm. And the thing that Ted Bundy says is, um, he 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 was able to just get away. He he did it in the fact that he did it in open daylight. He he like yeah. he was at Lake, and he's from Washington actually. I'm I lived in Washington. He went out of Lake in broad, Lake in broad daylight and abducted two women in the same day, just hours apart. Mm. And it fed into yeah. this. It fed into this, ad- this addiction that he had. You know mm. what I mean? It's this addictions. Was Bundy like the one that used
1: to wrap him over the head with like a bar? Like he got the women into his car and like smashed them over the head with a with a crowbar? Uh, I'm you not know? positive.
3: What do you, have you yeah. really read uh, up uh, on no, Bundy at all,
2: James? The only thing I know about Bundy is watching his interviews on okay. YouTube. You know, the study of a a psychopath uh with no remorse and no empathy mm. for his victims whatsoever it's like a, you know it's a textbook um you know kind of exercise in, in, in trying to kind of uh, get to terms with how psychopaths and sociopaths uh communicate with people mm. but the guy um the he was a, in your earlier story he was a gardener a landscape, yeah, landscape gardener, gardener. Yeah. like um
1: and, and some of his victims were were his like pa- uh, he he brought them to jobs and gave them so some day like work Fred and West stuff in
2: a way right yeah he he was keen on gardening as well wasn't he you <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah, uh, uh, there was remodeling j- his, his patio there was, there was an old joke going back you know back in the day you know rather than you'd say uh, do you want another drink Jim and you'd say yeah uh, does Fred West own a shovel <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> do you know who
1: Fred West is I Fred don't and Rosemary know. West. Oh man! But the Fred um, West was a terrible UK serial killer. We'll talk about it okay. later. But.
2: Yeah, a really big body count as well. They between them, uh, they, mm. they clocked up a number of victims. Uh, but the interesting thing about this case is the um, photographs. Right, they were taking photographs yeah. of the people um, post mortem.
1: Post mortem, yeah. Well, presumed dead, and I think in some cases that they, you know, they actually confirmed that. But they were shaved with fur coats, sometimes with a cigar in their mouth and or a hat on their head. I mean, that is some kink. That's some, well, you know, it, to stage the photos like that, he must have some...
2: It just reminded me of a, a, just an off-the-cuff story someone told me um, years ago back in London, back in the city of London. This guy, his name was Mark, I think. He was from Gillenham in Kent. And he told me that he worked in a morgue or funeral directors, mm. and often him and his friend who worked there would get the corpses and put them into positions around a no table way. like playing cards, stuff mm. like that. And take photos for the dark web and, and take photos, and, but this was before the dark web, I think. So I think oh, they were man. doing it purely for their own amusement. And they this story were they I, having I just, sex with them.
3: It was just, no. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. they didn't tell me if they were. Have that narcolepsy or what is it? Yeah. And he's no,
1: narcolepsy is a- when you fall asleep. Oh, is
3: it? Oh, <laughs> rig- rig- <laughs> rigor
1: mortis you're thinking of.
2: Um, yeah, and he said they would suddenly no, jerk, yeah, you sorry. know, as the rigor mortis set in. So yeah. they'd have like a, 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 you know, a killer hand, a, a, you know, a poker, <laughs> and then suddenly the cards would fly from their hands. Really? And <laughs> These b- the body would move? Yeah. Yeah, because they
1: expelled I, gas and stuff like that, okay. so they're still like, and rigor mortis, yeah. as you say,
2: but... So I, I wrote about this in a book. It was an opening um, scene um, in one of my books. <laughs> I never forget it. Um, but then I thought, back in the day, in the Victorian times, it was an actual thing to have your relatives
3: photographed. Have you yes, seen these pictures? Right, right. <laughs> From the eighteen hundreds, they right. have them propped up and like, like it's so. so, it's so, fucking so yeah, bizarre. yeah, you did
1: right. Yeah, yeah, you have like the, right. the little, yeah, the little <laughs> kid and the little kid's oh dead. Oh my and god. Yeah, and what's even weirder is in those days you used to have to sit for ten or twenty minutes while the photo was yes. actually done. Yeah, that's because why. that's why people didn't smile, or oh, so I've been told in in those times because you couldn't literally sit there and hold a smile for twenty minutes. How I don't know how it worked, but the the image was basically like burned onto something, wasn't it? And oh, uh, not yeah. burned, but yeah, light. Think, yeah, you've got the
2: right idea. Yeah, yeah, it would it would take some time. Oh, but God. yeah, I mean to, to think that once, you know, grandma's died, you know, we should take a photo of her.
1: Mm. Um, I, I took a photo of my mum. But I post-mortar. guess they
2: did they didn't have photos when they were living.
1: Yeah. Actually. So why should they have one when they're dead?
3: No. Necrophilia. <laughs> Necrophilia, that was and it, it, it was necro something. Necro. N- necro-
1: I was so that's <laughs> what Dharma
2: Dharma was into. Jeffrey, he was a necrophiliac, right? Yeah. He was he was um uh, yeah. Also, the guy in Canada. What Isn't was his name?
1: Uh, MacArthur, Bruce MacArthur. Bruce,
2: yeah, Bruce. Good old, old Bruce yeah. But
1: p- people say that he used to. He was like Santa Claus a couple of years, so people thought he was this jovial like guy and. One, one, you know, a couple of people who were friends of his said he had a lovely twinkle behind his eyes and I'm he was sure such he a lovely yeah. guy. <laughs> there was Bruce A and there was Bruce B, a bit like Mikey, you know, before a run, after a run. There was Bruce, like, the the gardener, lovely guy, and Bruce the fucking serial killer. But I don't know, man. I, I just, what goes wrong in your life? I mean, th- this guy obviously had, had some issues because he was, he was heterosexual. He had a wife and kids. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, sorry, what this story didn't tell you as well. So this was 2017 when he got arrested. In 2003, he got arrested for hitting someone with a crowbar mm. and nearly killing them. And then I think in 2016, he got arrested. Um, uh, he, he got a, a gay guy into his car and he tried to strangle him. And the guy got away, and Bruce MacArthur said he was just playing S and M BDSM uh, game, well, which is uh, crazy.
3: Funny part about that is a lot of a lot of these serial killers that I have actually you know watched documentaries. I'm one of those weird motherfuckers oh, I love who loves crime. like Forensic Files. Yeah. I love Forensic mm. Files, and these people who think they get away, and then there's serial killer documentaries, you know. And the thing is, is like. Before they actually get into the full blown process of killing people, they practice. They yeah. either a practice on animals, or they practice, you know, abducting someone and tying them up, and mm. then maybe they get scared and let them go. But no you, one, you dead right. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, there is uh, a few, far and few in between times where someone gets right actively in it, because it takes or they kill someone by takes, accident it takes, even it takes a, 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 some kind of mentality to kill somebody mm. because yeah. you look at the in my eyes watch the
1: life drain out of yeah, their Yeah. or you're looking at yourself
3: or mm. someone you love mm. and you're killing them you know what I mean like I could never fathom doing something
1: well, well most murders actually are people uh, who know each other well aren't they because whenever yes. somebody dies, they yeah. always interview it, family and friends it's first. It's not going right?
3: to be the
2: bushy-haired man in the night. It's going to yeah. be your girlfriend. Yeah. You know? I mean, statistically, or, a lady or, or, or your father, or your mm. mother, mm. or an uncle. It's going to be someone close to you that kills you if you get killed by another person. And what interests me about these um, sociopathic um, serial killers is that they um, never actually think they're doing anything wrong. Mm. They're just a victim in their own world, reacting accordingly. Good point. At any time would Jeffrey, you know, Dharma wake up in the morning and think, you know what? I'm going to be really bad today. (laughs) I'm going to do something really evil. No way, dude. It's all a reaction to the circumstances around them. You know, uh, and a lot of times you know they're, they're abused as children, or whatever. or they might just actually be psychopathic. And Yeah, and a and lot if you're of psychopathic, times, psychopathic, you have no empathy.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times, James, just to just to add to what you're saying, they kill prostitutes or mm. or whatever, and and yeah. then they they think they're doing the world a, <coughs> like the a service. Yeah. yeah, like Jack
2: the Ripper. Right? Yeah, let's get onto yeah. Jack
1: the Ripper. So you've done a little bit of research on this guy, right? <laughs> Whoever the guy is, but there's some theories, right? He was fucked up, wasn't he? He because he he used to, like, dis, he used to disembowel people, right, I think. That was his MO. I thought he MO. was a
3: strangler or a stabber. Was he? I, he was a stabber. He was a stabber, I'm sure he was. He was a was. stabber, I'm pretty sure. Am I right? What was his to... MO, James? Well, you know? there's, there's, it depends how much time he had.
2: <laughs> right. You know, um, oh, yeah, because he was killing <laughs> people in the I mean, middle of London, I mean, yeah. I mean, where, where he was working, for the most part, on the first four events... Um, was in open area, and there were you know watchmen policemen patrolling the area, so he had to be pretty quick yeah. um, the first one I think he you know he slit the throat and um, he removed he often removed the uterus yeah um, <laughs> and uh, at the the double event um, so there was four, which were, you know, um, prostitutes in the street, obviously. Um, and there was various varying degrees of mutilation with those first four. But the fifth victim was a young lady called Mary Kelly. And um, he attacked her in her dwelling, which was uh, a little uh, room in East London. And he went completely off the fucking dial, man. If you mm. see those pictures of uh, Kelly... Or actual photos? Yeah, there's a photograph you can look at. um, uh, Mary Kelly. When the police burst in the next day, um, he just, you know, he totally mutilated her, removed all her body parts, and, you know, threw her heart on the fire. Um, He totally destroyed her. And it uh, it has given rise to the question, you know, was it the same... Mary Jane Kelly. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, was it the same um, murderer... And there are theories that it was like three people working in a kind of gang. Um, yes,
1: I heard that as well. That it wasn't even the same guy. But.
2: But, but my theory was, and I mentioned to you guys before the podcast, um, about uh, 15 years ago, I had a book arrive um, at my doorstep from Amazon. And it was a book I hadn't ordered. And the book was <laughs> called uh, Black Magic... Um, it was called Jack the River, Black Magic Rituals by a guy called Ivor Edwards. And in this book is a theory. Um, what Ivor had done, he had um, gone to each site of the murders and drawn a line on the map. So he had a map of London. He did a, a you know, cross for each murder. And the, um, the the image that resulted was a uh, black magic symbol symbol. Um, which was used by certain satanic groups in London Mm. at that time, um, including a guy called Donaldson, who was from Hull and had uh, um, been to Africa and studied black magic there under supervision of some of the um, tribes. Um, And he'd come back to London and he had written papers on black magic. He'd actually Mm. even written... uh, to the newspapers speculating on who Jack the Ripper was. So he was right. defi- he was well entrenched with the whole, um, situation as it was happening, but he was, um, he was in hospital at Whitechapel. Um, right. so a lot of, um, ripologists say, well, he can't have committed the murders if he was a, in hospital. But, you know, if you've ever stayed in hospital, it's not that, it's yeah, not that difficult out. to just walk out the doors and, right, and come back right. in, you know, if you've got a little bolt hole somewhere. Right. So they gave him a good mm. alibi. Um, that's true yeah good outline, and, and yeah. he had you know he'd been involved with prostitutes in london and he had um, had an intense relationship with one of uh, the, the the prostitutes he was um, who is with and it's um, suggested that he had caught syphilis or some life-threatening mm-hmm. disease from this uh, back to la- the beginning of, lady the, show. of the night yep. mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> so it was an act of revenge Right, it was an act of revenge. That seems to be the
3: uh, it's That's my belief oh, okay. anyway. Well, y- y- you look at also. Uh, there's also like a common theme. He obviously had it out for prostitutes, so it, it had to have been something sexual. There was yeah. something. There was something that got him off doing this as, as because this you always find a motive with crimes. You have the, the one thing that that that. Crime detectives, they try and determine his motive. That's the first thing. Why did they do this? Mm. And then when you find the motive, you are able to paint a picture of the person who would fit that motive. Profiling. Profiling, right? Mm. So the fact that he was uh, dealing with prostitutes, you know, I watch many crime shows. It had to do with something female. Something female Maybe set something him off. Maybe his mother did. Something his mother did, possibly, mm. or... You know, that or as James
1: time, said, he caught syphilis from some dirty prostitute. Possibly, possibly. He, was, f- you know, he and w- had sex went with a
3: prostitute and went, caught, caught that syphilis, and then he took out his rage on prostitutes for giving I, him that disease. I think a combination of the two.
2: I think it's probably in the latter stages of syphilis, which affects you well, your, your, your mental um, 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 capabilities. And also um, there was... Obviously, whoever did this had a deep hatred of women. I mean, that's that's not—it's violence against women in, in the most appalling fashion. Um, if he just wanted to kill people, he—you know—he could have—you know—he could—he could have targeted a different—you um, know—you
3: uh, uh, know—a a different group. Right. There was no males. There no, was ma- no, no males. No no, no, males. There, there was no like. And you could kill a male just as well as, well as kill a female. You know, you—you you know, how how stab somebody you know in in those times
2: there were lots of homeless children you know Mm. orphans that you could just kill and no one know about it but it was a specific he was specifically targeting i think i I think um a woman who was from a group of women that had ruined his life
1: Mm. interesting
3: well just like even ted bundy he always targeted a certain type of woman that resembled what they believe was his ex girlfriend from college that right, broke yeah. his heart. Yes. So he killed thirty, forty plus women that resembled his ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. They were all brown hair. There was a, there was a. They figured out a, pro, a, a profile, yeah. a profile of the women that he was killing. They all resembled the fact that they resembled his ex girlfriend. And I, I feel like when you when you kill someone, you want to kill someone because you have a rage inside. Or a pleasure inside. Well, well, it's weird, rage and a pleasure. It's like there's there's no in those between. Those two things are very rage, closely linked. Rage mm. and pleasure. Mm. There's no there's no uh, you know you get the few in between that kill for fun, but they you know killing but for that's f- pleasure though. Isn't but what it? is pleasure? I would I would argue that pleasure is a relief of tension. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: ah, it's a good point. So yeah. if, if if something has been troubling you uh, terribly, and then you remove that thing or something that you associate with that thing or that person then there will be a relief of tension therefore you, it's a
3: pleasurable experience mm. good point because like i mean honestly you don't know what the fuck someone is thinking out there on the streets you could be walking by someone who has i think that all the time i man. think that same thing <laughs> you walk uh, i'm walking along a soccer or, or one of these places in bangkok and you have all these people yeah. That's why it's a good, damn, that, that a good damn thing you can't read people's minds because mm-hmm. imagine reading imagine someone's can, fucking yeah. mind, like, and someone you're, you're passing by skulls. you saying like, "Look at this fucking guy! I wish I could kill him right now." Like, holy shit! With a huge knife, and you're yeah. just walking by. me He looks like a normal person. Like, holy <laughs> shit! Yeah. That's why. That's why, like, but, I, I'm that, so that, happy you can't read minds because you would have all these voices of all these. Fucked up shit be because maddening. we are we are we are, we are we are honestly sometimes we think some things that we don't say,
1: mm. you know. Oh, well, I think fucked up shit all the time. It's right. a
2: good idea for a TV episode, isn't it? If someone was given the uh, the, the ability to read minds,
3: it sounds yeah. like a Black Mirror episode. Go mad. Well, they got that uh, Mel uh, Gibson movie, which is kind of funny. But I mean, at the which same one's time, that? They, they, I don't I don't know the name of the movie. What Women Want or something like that. It's. Uh Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Where he has to power. Uh, Netflix he, tonight. he has a he has the power to read people's minds, and he's he's listening. He can only read women's minds, right? Okay. So he's able to understand women better because uh, he's able to read women's minds and then ingratiate himself. But you to think them. about it, if you if you are actually able to read minds, it would it'd be, be maddening. it would be yeah. torture. I yeah. think it would be torture.
1: Imagine that, you're just seeing, like, dicks and penises. Sorry, dicks and penises are the same thing. Uh, vaginas and, you know, like, people having sex in weird positions and, you know, people killing each other, stabbing each other, shooting each are other. Are you just
2: describing what's on your mind right now? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. In, in fact, if you'll give me five
1: minutes to go to the toilet, I need to I need to relieve myself. But should we do, should we do another story? Yeah, yep, another story. Uh, a college student thought she had a ghost in her closet.
3: Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, so I did yeah. read this about is that so fucked Before up. you sent that to me, I did but, read about that
1: Me too, but it's the fact that she she thought she'd heard something a couple of days previous and she she hadn't investigated, so he was there But Okay, so let me read the story A young woman said she used to joke about a ghost, this is what I'm saying that haunted her apartment uh, Maddie, a student in the University of North Carolina um, said that her clothing had mysteriously disappeared in the past uh, moreover, uh, she told other local news she had previously noted handprints on the bathroom walls that weren't hers. Mm. On Saturday, they said Maddie finally confronted her ghost after hearing something rattling in her closet. "Who's in there?" she recalled asking in the interview as she uh, as she pressed the, against the closet door. She realised the spirit wasn't responsible for the sounds. "Oh, <laughs> my name's Drew," a man's voice replied. <laughs> "You can see a photo of him." What's funny about him? I mean, I'm balding really badly, but he's got like this kind of like long hair. He is a creepy looking guy. But he's like really bald on top, and he's like just crouching in a closet. The
3: fact he replied with, uh, "Hey, I'm Drew." (laughs) That took some balls after doing
1: that for so long. uh, Yeah, and uh, as I read on, she wasn't scared. Like she knew that this guy wasn't going to really do any harm, but she told the station that she tried making an emergency call from 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 her Apple Watch. Uh, when she felt the man pushing the the door open, she relented. Nice bit when of product stri-
2: placement there,
3: <laughs>
1: Apple
2: <laughs> Watch. Yes, James,
1: perfect.
3: Advertise me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm
2: beginning to doubt this story now. <laughs> Did Apple sponsor such a news article?
1: James, you're right, man. Yeah, uh, we've totally the been apple. done. We've been done.
3: Oh, was it? Was it in quotation marks? Yeah. <laughs> is, is, it, is there a hyperlink on that? Yeah, so is there a blue just... mark where you can <laughs> go there to the really store actually. and buy one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, she was trying to hold the door closed, and she relented when the stranger promised her that he wouldn't harm her. What she saw next, however, was arguably more surprising. His I opened Venus. the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a 13 inch member. Uh, I open the door and he's in there wearing all of my clothes, my socks, my shoes, and he has a book bag full of my clothes. The intruder begged her not to call the police. She contacted her boyfriend and chatted with the man to keep him busy as he exhibited more strange behavior. He tries on my hat. He goes into the bathroom and looks in the mirror and then is like, you're really pretty. Can I give you a hug? She recalled to Fox 8, but he never touched me. I mean, I don't think we need to go on here. But look it's at this guy. I mean, bizarre. but imagine that. You know, you think you've got a ghost in your closet, and you don't investigate for a few days, and then you find it. I don't know who is crazier,
3: the girl or the guy. Honestly, I mean, who yeah, the fuck goes around uh, thinking that there's a ghost? You know, I, I would honestly say if there's these mysterious handprints or something that someone's in oh, the house. There's a,
2: there's a Japanese story, which is like you know, it it is fucking awesome. And I think there's video footage as well.
1: When she crawls uh, down from the roof space. Right.
2: So this Fuck. guy... Do you remember this one? <laughs> I do. <laughs> this Japanese dude thought his house was haunted because he'd hear strange sounds at night. And, and, stuff, like, would food, and stuff would go missing from the fridge and stuff. from the fridge, so, so he yeah. set up a camera. He set up a camera downstairs and then he reviewed the footage the next day, and he saw some... Was it a woman or a man? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was a
1: woman crawled down from his like, crawl yeah, space in the roof. There
2: was like a crawl space <laughs> in <laughs> the house. And every oh, night, his, this person would be living, obviously not paying rent in his house. Oh, my God. And just creeping
3: down and taking food at night and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! I would be thinking it was one of those uh, grudge, you know. You remember that movie with the grudge? Exactly. Oh, that's
2: terrifying. Yeah. But I, I, th- this this story reminded me of uh, when I was living in Koh Samui as well. Koh Samui is a, is a tropical island in the south of Thailand. Oh, here you go. And um, <laughs> yeah.
1: can you can you see that there? I knew
2: I wasn't eating. There you go.
1: Oh no, but this is not the Japanese one. Yeah, look, can you see that?
3: Yeah. What, she got a fucking rope?
1: It's not too interesting for our listeners, but you can see her feet now
3: coming down. Oh, shit. <laughs> I would have tripped the fucking... I would be tripping if I saw that, that video. You'd just run out the so house, crazy. wouldn't you? are in my apartment. Oh, my God. I would literally shit my pants if for I saw... For our listeners, if it's if I, called
1: Creeper in my apartment on YouTube. This is not my girlfriend.
3: I literally, if I set up that camera, yeah. I would be... I'll you be know. terrified,
2: man. I woke up one morning. I g- I'm going to have to tell this Cosimo s- story. Oh, yeah, sorry. i yeah, will yeah, uh, yeah, cut you sell off. Sell it. Uh, it's there for the record. Um, it's a long time ago now, and my girlfriend and myself was, were, were asleep in the um, apartment, um, and we realized there was a third person in the bed about 3, wow. 4 o'clock in the morning. What? And it was... Um, it was a woman. It was an Irish woman, naked, totally naked. And um, she, start, she, was, she, she kind of woke me up and woke my girlfriend up and said, what this are you doing? Unbelievable. She said, what are you doing in, in my room? She said, what are you doing in my room? I, I said, I could ask you the very same question, madam. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just whose room is this? Um, You're fucking joking. This my, really and happened. And my girlfriend said, look, because the cupboard, the wardrobe doors were open and all our clothes were inside. She said, look, in the cupboard, are they, are they your clothes? And she, oh said, she, said, she said, oh, I've I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> uh, but you went to
1: sleep with your door open, then you just left your door open, obviously. Or, or I
2: reckon the key must work for... She was next door. Multiple doors, She right, she right. She was uh, living next door with her boyfriend, and she yeah. had come home, probably drunk, uh, just wandered around, oh totally naked, came into our bed, lied down. Did you copper feel? Um, no, did you I didn't. <laughs> I was like, yeah, God, I uh-huh. might have been feeling all night. I don't know. I was asleep. Yeah. But um, so, your, so your
1: your thick, hard penis might have been pressed up against no, her not, back. Not at
3: all. But I, I went. <laughs> I went and got.
2: Was she t- on your side, Your girlfriend? side uh, uh, She was in the middle. <laughs> oh, totally in the middle.
3: How did she make her way there without you noticing?
2: And so, so I got her a shirt uh, from the wardrobe. Uh, Being hundred percent serious I got her James. a pair of my boxer shorts and. I never heard from her again but the next day that shirt and boxer shorts were ironed um folded and left on my balcony
3: outside wow. yeah
4: that Did, is fuck yeah. that really happened man didn't you send me <laughs> that a link is
3: so didn't great. you send me a link about something like that where there was a uh, oh
1: yeah sorry so this is, that, is a good segue actually that, James yeah. this was a story you shared with me oh the yeah. scottish Edinburgh. thing
2: yeah the <laughs> scottish one
1: okay should we go into that yeah then?
2: housebreaking yeah
1: so, pensioner shocked. A old woman was shocked as when a naked couple ran into a flat in Edinburgh, in an Edinburgh tenement. Not tenement. so. It was nice an Airbnb, word. is what oh, it was. Really?
2: It, so it was a, a group of flats next to each other. Right. One of one of which or two of which had been rented out to Airbnb. So oh, co- before
1: realizing they got the wrong door, the couple fled. So they fled. came,
2: like like the young Irish lady that r- r- jumped into my bed. They um, they came back after a night on the pierce in Edinburgh, as you do, and just started um, having <laughs> sex in the living room, not realizing <laughs> they'd come into the wrong house. So you got this like old aid pensioner dude. Was it a, um, uh, 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 an eighty-year-old? Yeah. Was it a guy or a girl? A, a woman. A, oh God. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, her apartment. So she's sitting there having a cup of Horlicks, or whatever you do, 80 (laughs) years old, and this randy couple burst into the room and start having uh, passionate sex in front of them. And now, if you read the story, the funny bit is, they said another naked person came in. What? And led them to... (laughs) (laughs)
4: Led
2: them to the correct room. Led them to the correct room. Oh my God. (laughs) People
3: are out of control, man. What well, I is mean, going come on? on? Like uh, you know, I like, I had a really drunk night last night. Come on, we've had a few drunk nights, and we it's have. quite it's quite possible that you're really too drunk to realize where where oh, they are you. obviously
2: didn't know what they were doing. Same with the Irish girl; she didn't know what she was doing. Well,
3: Irish people like to drink. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> they do. <indeed laughs> they are notorious for drinking. <laughs> Scots but, uh, as well. Scottish are pretty.
3: Hold yeah, cool.
1: so I'm I'm half Scottish, half Yorkshire and I love to drink.
3: See, I'm a half Mexican, half Norwegian. So I got Mexican, oh. I got Mexican side where I'm like, uh, you know, tequila, bur, you the know they Norwegian say burracho, side where you, you like know. to drive a Volvo.
1: Is that Norwegian? Not Swedish, isn't it? Well, I don't yeah. know. You, you just know like that the Vikings, you know, they yeah, like so to drink a lot. So I got out, yeah. I, got, oh, yeah, I got two
3: I got two hooligan sides of, you know, blood running through me, so uh <laughs> it's a recipe for disaster.
1: Well, we're forty-four minutes into the next the, the next stage, so I think we're going to have to really. Uh, I think our listeners are going to be like, "When the fuck is this episode going to finish?" Um, but I could go all night. Parts. Yeah, we'll the split it into two, or, or maybe even three. Let's keep going, Let's James. Keep going. I, I just want to uh, talk about your selfie obsessed thing. Yeah, what is this? Selfie because uh, you did a short, didn't you, about? Um, and I've seen it. It's, it's really well put together. It's beautifully sort of filmed and uh, about this woman who. Well, uh, I'll, do you want to explain it?
4: Or?
2: Well, there's this thing in Thailand called the 60 uh, Second Film Festival. Uh, yeah. Which uh, received something like 300 or 400 entries. Um, and Selfie Obsessed was a story that myself and Spike N. Steen. Um, who did the music for Crazy Medicine, and uh, Jesse Maddox, who did the uh, uh, editing for Crazy Medicine. We're all good friends. We decided to um, put together a little short film, a 60-second film, um, into the festival. And um, we were we were looking for ideas. And obviously the, the, the mobile phone is something that all is, is amongst us all the time and maybe the kind of... Uh <coughs> You know, uh, for me, it's damaging to society. I, I expect mm-hmm. I'm just old and decrepit and <laughs> I don't really know what's going on. But for me, it's a kind of dangerous thing, and particularly the, um, the selfie phenomenon. And I'd done a presentation at university about selfie deaths um, the year before last. And I'd looked at the statistics of how many people per year cure themselves um, um, as a result of trying to get the perfect selfie. And there's more people that Like on, die. on the edges of cliffs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. The Russians are very good at it. Um, <laughs> very good at it. The Indians are quite well accomplished in that field. But um, there was an article by uh, one of the broadsheets in London that claimed that more people die from selfies than people that die from shark attacks. Now, not many people die from shark shark attacks. It's only about 50 you know, to 100 a year. But still, that's you know that's fifty people, a hundred people a year that are killing themselves by taking photographs mm. of themselves, which is quite which uh, is fucked up, tragic, really. Um, so we we just had an idea of uh, uh, a young lady um, taking, trying to get a perfect selfie, going to the top of a building, getting closer and closer to the edge, and falling off. Um, and then once she lands on the uh, concrete. Um, what, does anyone come to help her? No, they don't. They just come up and take photos of her. <laughs> Start taking get, selfies to, with to, her. Yeah. To take the, you know, the ultimate selfie of a girl dying, taking a selfie.
3: That is actually very, very, very good point that you bring up there, because uh, most of the things, someone's recording those incidents. You know what I mean? Like, you see these things on the internet that come up, and you're like, literally, someone's standing there recording. I mean, there mm. are instances where you cannot do anything about it, like someone's, but like just recently, I saw this Thai thing come up where like people are watching this person drown, mm. and yeah. they're just sitting there watching this person did, drown. Did, did you the and you Thai- some, some of them are laughing about it, or <laughs> or like, like say, how do you not have compassion to save did someone? See on the
1: Thai, is- these are the guy that got knocked over by the motorbike on the pavement.
3: Everyone's just like looking, and he's like riding, sort
1: of rolling around on the right. floor.
3: Nobody gives a fuck. Right, I did see that and and the guy, I think the guy was actually trying to prove a point from that video, yeah, because to- that
1: motorbike went the other way, like two two or three minutes earlier. Did you note know that Jordan?
3: I didn't know that it was the same it, motorbike, yeah, it was the
1: same because I was i I paused it and I was studying it, and one of the, the guy in the back had this uh, ma- pollution mask on it was definitely the same bike. If you notice two or three minutes prior, they'd kind of come from behind him. And he wouldn't get out the way, so I think they just mowed him down. See, the way okay,
3: we got to think about that. for For those of us who live in Thailand, you know, we we, we, we realize how um, incredibly uh, no time you have on your hands to make a U turn and do that again. You know what I mean? for For our <laughs> listeners, these roads are busy. But, but here. we also know how much
1: time when they lose face or so they want vengeance, then you're, you're fucked.
3: But I mean, some of these roads are just busy. All of the roads, actually, any road you, you're you here in Bangkok, they're busy as shit. For, some, for, for someone, a Thai person, to make a U-turn and go by again and hit somebody, it's like, <laughs> like, holy shit, you really have no time on your hands, and, and, and you literally are pissed off that someone would not, I just, I cannot fathom it. <laughs> and a lot of things that happen here in Thailand, you're like, I cannot fathom how that happened. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it is the it, common sense factor, right? You've heard of the common sense factor I here in indeed, Southeast yeah. Asia. And, and a lot
1: a lot of things here leave me scratching my head. Common
3: sense is critical thinking here mm. in Southeast Asia, mm. you know what I mean, where some things you'd think are you know, you I would mean, make a fresh sure. Well, dis- since
1: I've been here, I've I'm I'm kind of used to motorcycles taking the pavement, but there has been a big crackdown recently. They've put bollards everywhere, haven't they? But I I I I I'm not shocked or surprised or mad, or maddened if a motorcycle sort of skirts past me on the pavement. It just seems normal to me.
3: But some people try and you know there's 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 a there's one of doing it like on a side sway where you're just trying to get somewhere real quick, mm-hmm. and it happens a lot where I Against live in the one-way Rau. Traffic normally they do it real quick to just get on the sidewalk and then get back on the street. But there are people who literally take it. Well, I used to do it in Laos a lot, actually, because it was a one street oh, that was very, very. Yeah, I'm a perpetrator. When I when I was in Lao, I had a motorbike. up. There was the traffic backed up for days. And I rode the sidewalk for about 500 meters. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> But, I mean, there was no people on this road. Mm. They, Just. they say, like, Bangkok's like one of the few cities in the
2: world where you can walk past, like, six lanes of moving traffic and you can negotiate each lane and successfully mount the pavement on the other side only to be fucking struck <laughs> Not by, <totally>. by, <laughs> by a motorbike <laughs> <laughs> traveling there illegally. And uh, it's like, it would be a news item. If it was in Yorkshire or something like that, or yeah, in Scotland, would, you know, someone was yeah. driving their fucking motorbike on the pavement in like a, a central business district. Oh, you'd be fucked. You'd be, you know, you'd be, you'd be going to court. You Excuse know? my yeah, language. You
3: would be, you would definitely be going to, you know, jail for that and yeah. reckless driving. Have to be reckless driving. Uh. I was on the back of a
2: motorcycle taxi yesterday, and we drove past, past a police car. Um, oh, a number of police cars as I mentioned there's like this big police fucking chief at the end of my road mm-hmm. and he I didn't have a helmet on obviously the driver didn't have a he, d- he wasn't wearing a helmet and he was talking on his mobile phone so like he's <laughs> and the phone rang and he could see the police he could see the police were there and he, he still just picked it out of his pocket and like casually spoke on the phone as he was driving yeah, I past. think
1: it's cool. I'm sorry to interrupt you. When they do have a helmet on, they just stuff it into the helmet, right? Like they just like wedge it in between their ear and the helmet. Right. Did you, you see that? should be
2: illegal. Go, that's fine. It's that's like hands free. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: fine. <laughs> <laughs> Primitive hands free. Yeah, it's like putting an elastic band around your head. Those old hands free memes you used to see.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, if you're a policeman, you can get away with fucking. Actually, murder. yeah, well, <laughs> literally. we have literally, literally, hear, we literally, have literally to hear about the story <laughs> of, you know, the product of the policeman who killed the Frenchman just right here off Soy 13. Yeah. Um, death, are you go familiar and check with that, James? You for, oh, oh familiar we, yeah, it? we were all yeah. over it on a previous <laughs> podcast. You, get, uh, yeah. uh,
2: you know, it's probably one of the only countries in the world where you can actually pay bow. On a murder murder charge, yeah. <laughs> should
1: we see? Should we see what Frank Death has has thrown up over the last few weeks?
3: Oh my gosh, I am literally <clears throat> stunned at how much foreigners die here in thailand not to scare my up. friends and family here you know that i'm here but like oh, well, yeah. every day of the week there is some foreigner dying i'm like you cannot tell you me know, that foreigners uh, come to thailand to die every
2: week i'm living on luck i seriously it's Do
1: you know what i love pretty, about this one too long arta was cheeky the fact that they, they, there's a picture of him and, and they've they've just blurred out that kind of bit <laughs> it's just so oh, yeah. like primitive the way they've like photoshopped the blood bit of the man like it's floating funny. face a, down in the water and a lot water. of the deaths have
3: been coming out of Krabby recently I think there's crabby. a conspiracy there's something that ha- mm. I've been to Krabby and um there weren't too weren't too nice people in Krabby honestly how dare you <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just speaking out of no, your I know, honesty. I know, I know. Uh, but a, but it's, I mean, it's, it's these really like very hot. <laughs> well, these really the hot. bastards. These high tourist destinations like Khao San too. The Thais hate foreigners. The only reason they put up with them is because they spend money.
1: But I think, uh, Yes. I think you're right, but I used to live in a in a small market town in the north of England called Nairsborough. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a it had like a castle ruins and all that shit. And we hated the tourists that used to come there, you know. This is a natural thing, isn't it? It's yeah. like what are you doing here? Go back to your own country, you asshole. I
2: don't know. Yeah, unless you're directly I feel welcome here. from it, you know, it's not I,
1: I've gen I genuinely and generally I generally and genuinely Feel very welcome here, okay? D- don't you guys? And I, I, I nobody ever, you know, the motorbike guys and the taxis that I take and the BTS and people I work with. Everyone's always sound as a pound to me. Everyone's the the
2: only people I've had trouble with in Thailand are other foreigners. Exactly. Yes. O- yeah.
3: O- other expats. Yeah. Yeah. I, have, I had this conversation this weekend with another expat, and uh, you know, we were talking about. There's a rule, I think, in Southeast Asia. There's, uh, what do they say? There's two types of people that live in Southeast Asia: where they mis-, mis misfits mm. or uh, you know, genuinely good people. There's only two types of people. One, you're good, and you just came here just to do it, mm. like like I did. You know, I'm a teacher. There's, I a, brought, few, there's a few con men and yeah, and con, you know, but misfits. You know, people who mm. don't belong. You know, yes. they have no place in their country, so they come and. Uh, Yeah, they're running from something. Running away from something. Uh, Exactly. Aren't we all running away from something, though, guys? This is kind of true. I mean, when I moved to... But I genuinely came to a decision to move to Southeast Asia. (laughs) I'm running to something. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I, I genuinely wanted to be here. Yeah. You you know, I'm maybe one of the few percent or whatever that I didn't choose it for... You know, a specific reason I said that this would be, like I explained last time I was here, that this would be a good stepping stone to traveling abroad. Yeah. And uh, You're certainly right about I that. haven't fucking left. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I frequently compare Bangkok to the New York City of Southeast Asia. Yeah. That's what do I, I do Or oh, oh, the London of Europe. Is, oh, I heard oh, the, the other New day,
2: day that,
1: <laughs> that Bangkok is the most visited city in yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the world, even more than New York. That, mm-hmm. that struck me as being a little bit false.
2: Well, you have to come here to go other places. So, you know, if someone yeah. wants to go to Vietnam or wants to go to Malaysia, exactly. or, you know, it's like London's the same. You know, if you fly to Europe, you're probably going to fly to London. Yeah. and get another flight somewhere else. It and and it they it were is also saying that,
1: that expats with work permits accounted as... As as tourists, so they're counted three times a year as exactly, they renew their. Yeah, each
3: yeah. time they get each time they're in the computer. Well, who's reporting the facts? Thailand is, and and mm. uh, when they're reporting that, they report it with the fact that we should bump the numbers up times five so we can get more tourists here every yeah, year. Exactly. <laughs> such a such a wonderful. There's place, actually regulations it? in other countries, and here there's you know it's loose loosely regulated.
1: Should we should we jump into this? So Arta watch Kiki... How how would you say that? W O J C I C K I Frank deaths. Arthur Wakiki Wakiki. You
3: know, we James. He's the expert. Well, he's been here long enough. Arthur, watch Sikiki.
1: Arthur watch Sikiki. I don't know. No, Jeez. he's he's Polish.
2: Oh, okay. Polish yeah. names are particularly <laughs> difficult. Yeah. So,
1: Krabi authorities have confirmed the death of a 49 year old tourist from Poland. He reportedly drowned while swimming near Kopi Police officers from Aonang Provincial Police Station, Tourist Police, and Hat Naparat, whatever, uh, retrieved the lifeless body of this 49 year old on Wednesday afternoon. Authorities received a report of a missing tourist after two women. His wife and relative became worried when he didn't return to the beach. Shit, he had not been seen for three or four hours. So he was just floating out there for, for hours. He, he, he'd entered the water at Napa Tarar Beach Hotel, about one kilometre from the hotel, and he swam out into the open sea in the direction of koPP 30 kilometres south. This is crazy.
3: Well, I mean you can either look at it two ways here. I mean you could look at it as he was a drunk fucking idiot and I've been a drunk idiot a few times, Indeed. you know. Yeah. And said, Oh yeah, let me swim out here and then all of a sudden you get hit by a riptide or something, you know. Could happen, yeah. you know. And you literally cannot get back. And 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 honestly, alcohol for for the listeners listeners abroad, like, you know, my base. Thailand is relatively a lot cheaper for alcohol compared to the United States. You can get a beer at a bar, some cheap whiskey, f- you know, for two dollars. And it used to be cheaper. Mm. It used to be a lot cheaper. And uh, but I mean, I mean, you figure, and you have a bar tab in the United States. You have a bar tab when if you really go hard on drinking a lot of alcohol, you can have a bar tab of over a hundred dollars or that. It is hard to do that here in Thailand mm. to have a to have a bill over yeah, three 000, thousand dollars. To have a yeah, thousand one thousand five hundred baht that's like uh thirty, forty dollars and you've had all your mm. drink for the night. And that's including food too, sometimes yeah. like so I mean it's quite possible the guy got drunk and did that, but honestly the amount of foreign deaths here, I don't think someone would come to Thailand to die. <laughs> Like uh, what, what do you mean? The, uh, come to that. Well, I mean, like there, you know, they're, they're, there's every single week. There's someone jumping off a, you know, a balcony. A balcony. Yeah. There's someone oh. drowning. A lot of drownings. You know. Can what I, I mean? ask you a
1: question here, please? And I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, daughter, you're fine. But I was with my col, well, my friend and colleague Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Uh, who I'm doing this blockchain business. Hi, Marcus. With, and we Hi, were at, we were at Terminal Twenty One, mm-hmm. and he said that there's been four or five jumpers. From the from the from sixth the floor man, fuck, down, and he said the mm. last one was only a few weeks ago. Really, I was yeah. like, well, oh, how come I live opposite this place? I've never heard of one. D- you ch- you check true? in,
2: you check in, and then you check out. <laughs> but sounds Terminal like a, is it sounds like an Eagle soundtrack. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. Checking I, I, anytime I you the, like, but that, you can never leave. <laughs> so the, the Terminal Twenty One is like it's based on an airport. Um, And you get a lot of suicides at the airport as well. People often throw themselves off the top building. Um, Thailand's a strange place. You know, people come here and they have this kind of, you know, dream life. Um, And at the end of the dream, people tend to kill themselves. And I think there are a lot of suicides here. You know, they're they're with the wrong girl. (laughs) They make the wrong decisions. They cut off the wrong fucking family, friends, and they decide the easiest way to do it. Or to finish it, always to
3: kill themselves. This is a good point that you make here because a lot of a lot of a lot of guys, you know, the older expats like to hang around the bar area because mm-hmm. it's a lot cheaper. Like I like I just uh, yeah. mentioned that the bars are cheap and uh, they run into a girl and uh, you know they're they in their sixties, fifties, and they they're, they got a girl who's like thirty or forty and looking for money and they get with these guys.
2: Now, uh, I mean, I
3: mean the, the, the lifestyle of these sex
2: workers, the prostitutes, must be terrible. Uh, but completely terrible. But, but you don't see these women throwing themselves off the balconies. And this is the interesting part, is the guys that do... Mm. Um, because the girl can go back into the bar and find a new customer mm-hmm. and find a new source mm-hmm. of wealth but once these guys have exhausted all their funds right and they really believe that this woman is in love with them because they're working on the western male female mm. love model which is that we support each other yeah. together they're working on this so model right. and yeah. they believe that um, this this you know this this uh, you know soy six sex workers gonna help him out. Um, when the chips are down, and no, she's not, buddy. She's, she's off. She disappeared. Yep. She's onto the next trick, and he's staring at the fucking balcony. And this—this this is why they make the jump a lot. Mm-hmm. This is—it's just the end of the dream. Um, they were fooled. They were scammed. Um, they were exhausted of all their money. Um, and yeah. they see no other option because I actually
3: appreciate your uh your your input on this you've been here for many years so you've seen you know the ins and outs of this place because sorry, i've only been here for 6 months you know what i mean like i i can barely even imagine what you've seen in your 18 years of being here you know what i mean like uh, even only being in Southeast Asia for three three years, it's still you know yeah. a, a fraction of what you've seen and experienced. Here. You've seen Bangkok grow from you know what it was. To but what these it girls, is.
1: Jordan, right? That they, they will literally get these guys to buy them iPads, mm-hmm. Mac, Apple Macs, uh, phones, iPhones, Samsung phones, everything. And and when I first came to Thailand, not to live, but I came consulting here back in 2004 and I got, you know, I went to a few bars and I I, I never did anything, thankfully, but the amount of girls that had these devices and stuff that, Oh, my other customer bought me for this. And, you know, I'm seeing this other guy and tonight I see this guy that lives in Australia. And then I call this guy that lives in America and, they, well, they just good, go from trick to trick, basically, yeah, all and, and year. But these
2: dudes, I mean, it's not just the iPad and they don't or, know. or the telephone. It, it's the house in the country, and it's the pickup. That's when it gets really um, bad. Yeah, that's and, when it gets really and, bad. And, and it's the marriage, and it's once they've married and they they, they built the house. And, um, Fuck, James, you're, you're so right. This is what you don't know. Yeah. Their services are no longer required, um, often You know, in the bedroom, in the house Mm -hmm. that they built up in the fucking. So
1: they'll buy a pickup car, Mm -hmm. like an Isuzu on finance. Mm -hmm. They'll build a house, as James said all while they're Put the relationship
4: is still
2: good. School. Put the kids um, through school and it, the women are just not interested They're working on, all. They're working on the Western model or, or the um, developed world model of, um, you know, um, marriage, which is, mm-hmm. you know, we both work and we both through work after each yep, other yep. Um, in healthness and, you know, uh, in sickness in de- and health. And, exactly, and, yeah. and in death when you jump off yeah. the fucking Yeah, shall death do, <laughs> do us part, <laughs> which it often does. Um, and often they will go, you know, after spending all this money, they would go down to Patea or somewhere because they're not receiving the affection they had before after all um, the gifts have been received. Um, and they, they would either find a new girl who scams them again mm. or they would just, like, you know... Uh, Jump off a balcony. Or decide to join the Skydivers Club, you know, the Jumptian Skydivers Club. I,
1: I thought my mate was, was... I thought it was crazy because I live opposite Tunnel 21. I'd never heard of this and he said, "Yeah, it happened a few weeks ago." He's right. Posted, published one month ago on January the fourth, two thousand nineteen. And this isn't in Ferrangdes either, which is weird. But forty-four-year-old Federico Mastrello fell to his death yesterday after ju- fell to his death after jumping. That's a weird turn of phrase, so who, isn't it? Who are we talking about? 44-year-old Federico Musso fell to his death after jumping from the escalator at Bangkok's Terminal 21 shopping mall. CCTV footage of the incident shows the Italian man coming down the escalators from the 6th to the 5th floor when he decided to
2: jump. Now, there's this there's this phenomenon, uh, and I think we were talking about it the other day, or I was talking about it to someone. It's like when you get to the edge of a large drop...
1: you You want to jump.
2: There's something
1: that... Yeah, you want to throw yourself something off. something curious yes. in the mind. Feel that all the time, like, you
2: know, James, man. Yeah. If, if I just jumped, what would happen? Yeah. Oh, oh this I'm could be so interesting. But there's I'm something so that always you. pulls you back. Mm. Um, well,
3: then we, we go back to the do, mental... Did you get this, Jordan? Yeah, well, we... It's, we, a, we, it's curiosity. Well, well, we go back to that mental health state. I mean, it, you know, going back to, you know, reverting back to the topics we already talked about. But, I mean, just to refresh it for people... Uh, this mental health state. What gives you the courage to actually do it?
1: What because you mean, jump?
3: To, to make that jump, you have to come up with the. That's that, the interesting question. To, to make to, yeah, the to, courage. I mean, I have, I have stu- I, I'm afraid. Well, of, I, I'm afraid of heights. So actually, I mean. So if I'm standing on that part. And I look down, and I've done it many times. Mm. You know, we've all looked down on heights. It's just strange I do, it, actually, I, I'm not suicidal, but I look down on, because I'm afraid of heights often. And I look down, and I see, holy fuck, there are people who fucking leap from this fucking thing. Particularly in shopping malls. But I don't you know, know why shopping so, you, malls, it doesn't make you, any sense. I would rather go off the MRT or something and just... Or the oh highway? No, it's Come It's a on.
2: big, big finger up to consumerism. You have society to do it. You have to, to do, do it, it yeah. in front of everybody.
3: That doesn't make any sense. If I were to kill myself, I would do it.
1: You want to put some put some commuters out?
3: I would rather I would <laughs> rather do it where I where, where
1: it's where I. rush hour, Bangkok. Jump jump on the BTS at like eight in the morning and fuck everyone else's day up. I as just well. I
3: just don't see the idea of doing it in a shopping mall. Uh, or like true. there was a guy this week of doing it in the airport, Suvarnabhumi Airport. He jumped. He hopped over the glass and jumped two or three stories down off a few well, floors. I think I heard about that one as well. And uh, I just don't I don't I don't find I don't the find, I don't find the logic dream. of doing it in front of people mm. because it is an inner conflict with yourself. So mm. why would you why would you want to put it broadcast it to everybody, you know, and, and make honestly, I wouldn't want to make people feel uncomfortable well, with my death. I mean, you got to well, think of the psychological is, factors mm, of this. You want, there's going to be what, children around. children yeah. in your blood. I mean, you would have okay, to. Okay, a couple of have, things. Yeah.
1: Firstly, you're not in your right mind. I think we've all got to appreciate sure right. that. Secondly, suicide in itself is a very, very selfish act because you good you leave this world point, com- point. without consideration yeah. for a lot yeah, of the good people. So, uh, extreme, so those two things along with the extreme depression or whatever's situations happened in your life that you will drive. I mean, I've been depressed and I've been anxious in my life, but I've never gone as far as suicide because I've always thought, oh, well, things can get better and blah, blah, blah. But imagine right. being a place in your life where there is no way back. You can't see a way back. You're so far into the look, weeds look, that everything just so, seems Sorry
3: black. to interrupt you, Michael. I, I've run into somebody. Let me yeah. got, let me tell you guys a story for our listeners. A story in Lyle. Uh I, I knew a guy that I met that uh he moved to Laos, had a convenience store with his wife. They they were very happily in love and they loved each other. The family, oh, you know, West- they were they were married. He was a Western he was Canadian. And uh all of a sudden his wife had gotten cancer mm. and uh she had died and they blamed it on the guy. Oh wow they said you're the one who who caused her death you're the one who 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 did it and in, in laos it's communist for our listeners it's co- it's a communist government so anything that a lao person says is almost automatically 100% over any foreigner mm-hmm. so they the family said you caused the death they took the business all the That's money true. All the cars, everything that they owned. So not only
1: did he he lose his wife and his he, love, but yeah, he lost everything.
3: And, and and they loved each other, you know what I mean? Mm. Like they he they were genuinely loved and she died of cancer, but the family went after him because he was a foreigner. Shit. And he lost everything. So I met this guy randomly at a you know, my friend took me over there and he's he's living out in a flat. With the last twenty or ten, twenty thousand he had he bought a house, and he's like, "Look, the family's still coming after me, just for the one truck that I have." Mm. And uh, the optimism—the optimism that he has had to well, fight he's still that, optimistic. Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, like he's—he's he's out in the, the country. power of the human spirit. Like the fact that you could mm. still, after after having your entire life crush crush mm. you, the fact that you lost your wife, you lost everything that you ever owned, mm. and he's still like i have a day to live i had this great
2: spiritual teacher uh, back in my 20s and he he'd have this model he would say okay there's a guy uh, a model i mean by I like, like, like like a um, um, you know uh, uh, scenario he said there's a guy he's lost his wife he's lost his job he's lost his family the guys the, uh, the guys are coming the, the rental the, the 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 finance guys are coming to take his car away mm-hmm um, his children have left already with his ex-wife. He's he's lost everything. Um, he sits down on the sidewalk on the pavement, and he said, uh, "Jim, what's the worst thing that could happen now?" And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> he fucking commits suicide or something." He said, "No, the worst thing that could happen is it rains." Mm. And I thought about that for a while because you know all the other stuff. You know, he, he can get back in touch with his kids, no problem. You know, his wife, he probably doesn't want to be in touch with anyway. The house is just a meaningless room. He can mm. find somewhere better to live, with a, uh, you know, and have a happier life. Um, the car is just something to get from A to B. You know, the worst thing that could happen to him is that the, the skies will open, it, it rain, and he might get a cold. And it's all about present moment. And if yeah. you can live in the present moment... If you understand where you are, what you're doing right now, because there is no future. Right. There is no past. The power right. of now, yeah. Order is this right. is, is present moment. So if you're happy in the present moment and you have food in your belly and you have Coca Cola mm-hmm. with are listening, we're, with look, we're
3: looking for a sponsorship, Coca Cola. Yeah. And, uh, uh uh, Johnny Walker oh, yes. Red Label. And Johnny Walker Red Label. We're drinking you, so uh, you know if you want to come out and sponsor Strange Life, you know, you know check oh, in ninety oh, nine. We're yeah, here. You, you know, know, Hong Tong
2: have been on the phone, and <laughs> uh, you know, Sang Song keep calling me up. But you know, Johnny a Red Cock.
3: But you guys bring up a good point. The power of optimism can really drive. For a listener out there, one listener that would like to, you know, that is hanging on to something. I can I came to Thailand actually on a rough rough steep. Mm. Where like you're in Southeast Asia on your last buck. That happened to me. Mm. It can can happen to people. I'm not saying that, you know, these people who have these sob stories, it can happen. Quite when easily. I, when I was coming from United States, I had I had my plane ticket. I missed I missed my flight to Thailand mm. because I was Five minutes late for check in. Yeah. So six hundred dollars went down the drain when I was five minutes late for my check in, and I could have easily have done self check in, but I decided to go no, I'll go through the line. So I lost six hundred dollars in the matter of five minutes. So I had to borrow money mm-hmm. to come to come over here, and I had my last five six hundred dollars in my pocket. I lost my wallet on the flight over from the United States to Korea that had four hundred dollars. So I literally came to Thailand to start out living with $200 to my name. Oh, shit. It was fucked, man. Like, I was literally like. You know, mm. I was eating the fifty baht, uh, yeah. fifty bot food. There was no way that I was. If I was drinking, there was no way I was going to a bar. Mm. I was, I was, I was drinking. You know, Leo from the store. You know, fifty baht. But the way, the way, the way, the way the towns are
2: stacked up here. Sorry to butt in, uh, no, Jordan. But
3: um, like Cambodia
2: or even Bangkok and Vientiane, you can arrive in town with you know a hundred dollars in your back pocket find a job find somewhere to live find a guest house that will let you pay at the end of the month mm-hmm. um pick up a job teaching english or whatever um try doing that in london or you need right, somewhere. right. I mean, just, you're, you're immediately at a disadvantage yeah that's, a good, that's these, a good point once you arrive in these big cities so it's nice to and we go back to the misfits for you again <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> the expats but it is you know it's somewhere you can come and kind of be yourself and get a
3: clean break and you know try and be. A but I mean that, that that feeling of of like everything is going wrong. Like there was mm. even when I was like down in my last hundred bucks, I the the Korean Air, Korean Air sent Korean yeah. Air sent my wallet to Bangkok and I was like I have to go get it, and I went to go get it just so I can hope that that money was still in my wallet. Was it in there? Well, I get I get to the airport to see if my wallet's there, and they said I got there at about one or two o'clock, and they said sorry, creator Air doesn't open until eight o'clock, nine o'clock. So I got to wait six hours in the airport to to retrieve my wallet. Like that's just, I don't even know the, if the money's in there. Mm. So I wasted like five hundred baht getting to the airport to to get that money that I think is in there. I'm not going to wait six hours. And I ended up coming back and getting my wallet and the money wasn't in there. So I would have waited that six hours of my life to to hope that the money was in my wallet and it wasn't in there. And I would have been just completely even devastated on top of, you know, I just bit the bullet and just went home after that, you know, and I came back after that.
1: When I came here in 2012, um, I'd just sold my property in the UK at a loss, uh, paid off some debts. Uh, I had a car, which I'd paid quite a lot of the money off, but I still had some outstanding, and I ended up uh, selling the car, um, and the finance company that I bought this car off took the car back off me, and I owed £1,500 on the car, mm. and just miraculously the damage that they said the scratches and everything that needs to be put right on the car was worth 1,500 pounds. So, you know, they screwed me on that. So I came here in 2012 with a suitcase full of stuff, sold all my shit uh, in my house and everything, sold most of my clothes, given everything to charity shops, all my furniture away, friends, family, given everything away. And I came with one suitcase full of stuff. And that was, That was all I had in my whole world. I had about Mm -hmm. a month Mm -hmm. a month's worth of money Mm -hmm. and got about two thousand pounds or something Mm -hmm. to in in my in my pocket. Maybe not even, it might have been about one thousand two hundred or something. Do you remember the And and that was it? And I felt liberated. I felt great. I felt like this was a new beginning and I didn't have any fear Mm -hmm. at all.
2: Mm -hmm. Do you remember there was a bank in the UK, there probably still is, and it was called the Halifax Bank. Yeah, Halifax, yeah. And they had like this big like cross H logo. Yeah. Um so shortly after I arrived there in Bangkok, still is a God, thing, the, there was yeah I was there was this bar like a beer bar and it had a big white wall and it had a Halifax logo. <laughs> right. Did I tell you the story? <laughs> no, the big Halifax logo. It's like blue lettering, slatted, mm. right? You, yeah, you I know, know exactly Halifax how it logo. looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, used to have a Halifax in so my Naser Town. So yeah. I said, "What's the deal?" And the, the, the kind of. Uh, english bar owner said well i i, I took out a loan <laughs> he said and a left out." he said he took out he took out a, a twenty pound personal loan from the halifax bar uh, the halifax bank, bank oh where's and the then, bar and then, <laughs> and, then, and then went to kosamui and opened the halifax bar oh beautiful. wow so he just rea- see i love that he realized he'd do the eight year trick you know when you're yeah, if, you you def- if you're here for 8 years it's all, all you default on the load for 8 yeah. years and, and it's, it's scrubbed out it's scrubbed out apparently mm. but yeah Halifax and it was back in the days it was a bit of an adventure to come to Southeast Asia mm. and start it was like an alternative lifestyle mm. and it still is in a fashion I guess but yeah, I, I
3: think it's better. losing more of it's touch though it's all, I more, think more, it, t- t- it t- is because t- too many too many people too many people are coming here with this this idea of it being that Mm. and it, it and it's turning like i uh, let me give you an example i went to kochang for the first time 2 years ago for new years and there was nothing but europeans and white people i i couldn't even think i was in thailand <laughs> it was a complete, oh, a bunch of european and white people i mm. thought i was in I like ol, Koh Chang, uh, an is, uh, island off of france or Koh something Chang's one of
1: the one of the less known islands as well really isn't yeah, it yeah well, I mean, I mean, on I mean, the eastern it, sea i board, just but.
3: i just happened to go by there and uh But I feel like it's becoming, like, it's one of these things where it's like people are hipsters to a point where, like, it's becoming too hip. Mm. So, uh, but I mean, um,
1: I think. Sorry, I just fucked up your float. No, 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 you're fine. I
3: just just think, uh, you know, even Bangkok is becoming too popular for its own good. Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Because yeah, they had the hangover before. part three Bangkok, and now exactly, everybody's
3: thinking yeah. that now life's a rager. And then, you know, you hear red light districts, you know, like uh, Amsterdam. You got the, oh, the red Nana light Plaza, districts Soy, used Soy to be, Cowboy. They used to be fun. Yeah, and now they're just uh, complete, oh, they complete, complete, complete. Uh, yeah, they're expensive. Horrible. They're expensive. Yeah. Uh, like, I just I just recently went to Soy Cowboy this past, this weekend. Mm. You know, because people wanted to go, it's like fine. But you're
1: paying like it's only hundred meters from equi- my house. You should you should you should it, call me next time.
3: Yeah, equivalent of about 200, 250 baht for a beer, which is like
1: five
2: pounds. Yeah, and, uh, nearly ten dollars
3: U S dollars. Yeah, six seven dollars, and that's I don't, I don't know about you guys,
2: but when I'm paying too much for something, I feel uncomfortable.
3: Me too. And Absolutely. My, my, my back
2: goes up, and I I don't I don't enjoy that experience Absolutely. anymore. So
1: do, do you know what the weirdest thing is? Um, Well, maybe not that weird to a lot of people, but uh, rather than go to a bar, I I have a mum and pap beer store that's just at the end of my soy and turn left, and they have milk crates outside that you can Mm. sit on a milk crate, and it's 35 baht for a beer chang, and when I say to my wife, sometimes I go out, I go out and sit there for an hour. And just you know, fuck around my phone and have have some beer and talk to the owners of the shop on a milk crate for thirty five baht for a beer, and I love it. Thirty five baht? Can I squeeze really? in? It's a shop. Yeah, it's just a shop, and I sit on a milk
3: crate. Thirty five baht, you can get a beer. Can I squeeze, beer in, chang, yeah. squeeze in? another
2: news story here? Yeah, of course yeah, then, yeah. Let's do We're it. getting okay, boring. Okay, boring. so they have these bars on the street, and they have this what they call yadong uh, stores, which is like the bell jars full of like um, local Lao cow. Spirits, yep. whiskey, yep. which they flavor with different spices and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the hardcore kind of drinkers, alcoholics in Thailand, go to these places and mm-hmm. you can get a shot for like 20 baht or 10 baht. 20 baht? Yeah, you just get, you know, drink these stuff. For our it's, listeners, it's,
3: that's about 50 cents to the dollar.
2: Yeah, yeah. less than that. Yeah, yeah, 25 cents or something. And uh, there was a guy who was working at this store, much like the store you just illustrated, with the milk crates where you sit down, mm-hmm. and his daughter was there, his three-year-old daughter, and some guy turned up drinking. Um, and he um, got really drunk, as you do, on this high-volume alcohol yardong uh, shit. Uh, uh, and uh, he and he stood up and, he, and the, gu- the, the guy who owned the store had this uh, three-year-old child, <laughs> and the customer stood up and just kicked the child in the in the bum. He kicked the child because the child was being too noisy or something. A hard kick. Wait, was Cole, this, was was this, his, a, was this oh. his own kid?
1: No, it was the owner's kid.
3: Right? Oh, yeah, the that's right.
2: Thing. So the owner had a child who yeah. was hanging out at the store, and a drunkard came up and kicked the oh, owner's child. Oh, I read child. that. I read
3: that. This was here in Thailand. Right. Yeah. So the and he, owner, killed he, he killed him.
2: He killed him. Killed him. Yeah, Kill he, them. yeah, he battered him to death. Yeah, a Thai Killed guy. Them.
3: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Sh- Thai guy. Thai, thai, Yeah, it was. Uh, he totally battered Thigh this guy to thai.
2: death. When? I
1: mean, when was this? Recently it's not recently.
2: E- I, I, I imagine it's not easy to kick someone to death. No, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know, yeah. what but there has to be
3: a rage. Let me tell you something along same same lines as mm. what you're going with. There's, uh, there's a bank that builds up, right? No, but it's the same thing. There was I was sitting at this bar across the street from my house, and 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 there was a foreigner guy from uh, Norway, I think he was a fu- one of these fucking countries in Scandinavian, yeah, Scandinavian <laughs> countries, and and <laughs> a, 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 a a a girl who had come in. She was not a you know like. Probably about five or six years old. And she's selling flowers at the bar. And this Norway guy picked up this Thai girl and fucking, like, was like, get out of here. You need to go to school. Get the fuck out of here. And I was like, I got pissed off, man. Like, who the fuck are you to, like, say that this girl needs to go, like to say that to pick up a, a a little girl and and escort her out yeah. and then brag about the how how you're doing this to the Thai and the Thai people were laughing about it but little I was more offended than the Thai people were I thought the Thai people would be more offended at the fact that this foreigner picked up a a a mm. girl to to you know and and escorted her out you know what i mean like i was i sorry i was just very upset at that
1: I I'm going to have to uh give some deficit on the energy that's going around this room at the moment and i don't know i'm sorry guys but i, I have to go home
3: oh <laughs> yeah fair enough uh, yeah i've long, gotta,
1: do gotta do one gotta do my wife's killing me
2: oh god okay so that's no um, she isn't
1: really but uh yeah i've gotta go I, i've got i've got something to do for chris my boss tonight before before i go to sleep so I'm really so let's
2: wrap it up where can people find yeah. you well,
1: work. Oh, let's do me first. Okay. Yeah. So, well, people can find us now, James, at, at this strange life on Facebook. Oh, there's a Facebook group, and yeah. it's literally yeah. at this strange life. That's all it is. That's all you got to do at sign this strange life Facebook. It's there. And I'm not going to give anything else. That's all I want you to do now. Come to our Facebook group and have a chat. And there's
3: plenty of posts that go on there that that'll make you laugh. Some funny stuff. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: All the news stories we discuss on the show, we try and put them up in advance and yeah. get people talking about them. And so yeah, come and come and chat with us mm-hmm. there. That's all I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to do my personal Twitter. Mm-hmm. Jordan,
3: uh you know, you can find me on Str- uh, Strange Life. I, I like the page. I like like the post often you yeah. know because
1: we'll get you an admin we'll get we'll get you bumped up to admin
3: yeah thank you very much uh yeah. you know i really appreciate it we've been here almost three hours <laughs> yeah i feel bad out. for the person who has to edit <laughs> wink, no wink. editing <laughs> no editing
1: james <laughs> but, you oh sorry man no, no, no.
3: i just wanted to say everybody you know we, we us here we like to include everybody you know so we're on the podcast we like mm-hmm. to keep it you know less cursing Real. I, I realized when i did my first podcast with with, with strange life that I cut I curse too much you know what I mean I noticed things that I could do better and I'm trying to include yeah people in our podcast you learn a lot
1: about yourself from doing these shows yeah right? yeah I, I, listen, I listen
3: a lot and it was very I, I reflected on it and I realized that uh you know you got to keep it you know topics that mm. everybody will be interested in too you know what I mean like, exactly yeah. don't get
1: too drunk yeah and ramble mm. on
2: fucking a. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we you can find us all on the Facebook page. We're trying to drive people like kicking and screaming to the Facebook page because yeah. that's where we're going to share content. So if you did enjoy the show, um, please look us up on Facebook. It's This Strange Life, and uh,
3: we we're, we look forward to hearing yeah. from you again.
1: And uh, Jordan's here for the second time tonight. We're going to have him on again, uh, and I think what we might.
3: God damn, it's been a long time. We'll, well, well let's all night <laughs> Mm. <laughs> we're thinking
1: about it. No, but, no, but, no, no I love it. But, but, but we're thinking about one serious interview a week and then maybe the three of us have a little bit of a chat and a little bit of a hangout every week. But we'll work those details out. Yep. Uh, and in the meantime, thanks, strangers. Uh, love you all.
4: Bye bye.
0: I can shoot the icons, fuck the icons. I can shoot the icons, shoot the icons, fuck the icons.